Bam, was I running Serato or was I running? In the body. In it's the been body. so long, I don't even remember. Mm-mm-mm. How come genetics don't go that far? To make you... How come, that, how come genetics just don't go <laughs> shit back? Like, if the body knows you need another hand because you lost one, why don't it... Why well, that's, that's the magic question. That's why... Why are your mic so low? It's probably because I'm far away. No, oh, yeah, that's what it is. But that's the magic question. That's why they got into all that stem cell shit 20 years ago. Because that's a great goddamn question to ask. Because it does grow skin back. That's well, the only body, thing that's yes, It's like a limit. You could tell, like, once you fuck yourself up, you could damn near look at the womb like, yeah, this is permanent. <laughs> yeah, this ain't coming back. <clears throat> so definitely, if you cut something off yourself, it's not growing back. I feel like it's because... I feel like given proper health and enough time, I feel like the human body probably would do some shit like that, but I don't know. I don't know. That's just a theory. Diet, mental. I feel like like we die before we are even able to grow a finger back. I feel like that too. Right. (laughs) Because it seems like our bodies move so slow. I feel like we'll never see that type of advancement in in human reform and shit. But then you got lizards that'll grow their fucking tail back within weeks. And that's crazy. And then starfish. Amphibians. Starfish? Yeah, it's a crab. Mm -hmm. It's a stone crab that has two claws and they only collect one claw and they claw, they throw the whole crab back. What the fuck? What the fuck? What? I never heard that. Stone crab. (laughs) They supposed to be good as hell. I never heard of that. (laughs) Ain't it some animal you cut that bitch in half and it just turns into two things? Like starfish, I believe. Really? It's damn near a worm. Or that, right. It is a worm. (laughs) Right. Because a worm is a. what do you call it? A man and a woman? Hermaphrodite? A hermaphrodite. But it's another... There's another technical... Yeah. Like a term for that. Huh? Insect name for it. Right. I don't know. It's interesting shit. Let me make sure your mic is up. Oh, Joe. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Say something again. Bartender. You seem so low to me. Turn my little tune up. Probably just because you're being compressed. Bartender. Let's talk about why you've never feel why you've never feel like you've been betrayed. Because it's still on my mind. What do you mean you've never been betrayed? I mean, I have. I have. I had to think about it. It's just been so long. Do you think? Have y'all ever had an agreement with a female and then been betrayed by the? Oh hell yeah. Okay. Bitch owed me about thirty thousand (laughs) dollars. Bitch, <laughs> try to do right by a motherfucker and put it all on your shoulders, and I get my get back once you is growing. It's a problem because my, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Bitch, where's my thirty bands? Yeah, I feel that thirty. This is we're not talking about business. We talking about romantically. <laughs> we, I mean, we're talking about she was able to secure. Funds from a, a investment company and okay. fucked it all over, you dumb batch. <laughs> oh, you still owe me 30 bands, batch. This is something we need to talk about outside of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, this so don't sound can, like some shit we So could, we can go collect. Ain't no collecting. What? I, bitch, I think that bitch. <laughs> you done knocked her off? <laughs> no. I make sure she yeah, ain't I think that shit. bitch done came and found this bitch floating next to the goddamn Mackinac Bridge. <laughs> I think she's had a hard enough life to where I probably only take five thousand now. Would y'all let Kwame out? 
Oh, that's a good topic. Hold on, wait. Let me do my intros and shit. Intros? Yo, what's yeah, up, guys? It's your boy. It's been a minute. So. The guys you're watching. All right, this is the guys you're watching podcast. We're back for episode, I think, 52. We're if I'm back. wrong, please forgive me. Uh, we're back again. We keep taking these hiatuses. I'm so sorry, but I'm not going to do all the explaining I did last time. We keep doing that shit. Fuck it. The world is sick. We're just going to keep rolling. Yeah, the world is fucked up, so I'm sure you guys will understand. For all of you who are still around to listen, I appreciate you. Uh, for the few people who hit me up asking me where we've been, I appreciate you yet thanks again. Thanks for surviving. Thanks, and thanks so much. for sticking around. Uh, speak, uh, that reminds me, I got to pull up my sound effects. But uh, yeah, man, let's get to this motherfucking music and let's get to these topics. Took the cracks out the pots Geometrics back to extras Looking like the richest ever In the pigs of Tesla Hundred shots to whoever We won wars with the best Elephant drum stuck to less Four hundred thousand on the neck Knock off your head, fuck the vest Whoever seen brain scattered Right in front of mama love The type of shit don't matter Started getting better work Then the money came faster Had to sit down a bit Came home back at it same focus, same fool. We catch your body, let the ace pour. Get the brick with a clay one kick. Rockin' this clay point, it ain't safe for him. Mafia, what else? 227. Blackway. Stood tall on that murder rock. The frellis on the compound. 20 man tank sale. 24 hour lockdown. Was warning on the net by the detects. Number one suspected. Calling home collect. Auntie Net, the only one accepted. One count felony firearm. Two counts of drug possession. Three counts of felonious assault without a murder weapon. On the west side with about 30 blicks. Got the most gun collection. Plus a whole array of 30 clips with a whole drum selection. Young and restless, all my youngest scandals. Don't need none protection. Undercovers pressing. Wanna know what's me and gun connection. Know the feds watching. Trying to catch us touching tons of metric. Whole camp solid. Snatch us up, you won't get one confession. Hustling. All right, check it out. Speak on this shit, but it's really been racking my brain now. Cause really, I fuck with this rapper, my niggas still selling cocaine now. The crackers, they got enough on us to go start a motherfucking case now. A nigga get hit with the Rico, they come and they scratching the game now. Big sticks long in a bitch, got ball holes in the shit. Big fin ball in his bitch, this one really burned all in the six. Had a pipe, I should have wore a diaper when I hit him, left his drawers for the shit. Nigga blow it, us, they getting blown down, but I be so proud to put the dough down. Put a microphone to the Even if I told you, still wanna understand what happened. 
Better be myself if people look at me, don't matter. A rock star nigga, just trying to keep it kosher. Trying to keep my eyes on my own paper like my teachers told me. Soon as niggas think it's over, poof. Number one on the charts, I'm there vicariously. Oh, there they go. Biasly pushing negative narratives, I'm ready though. Cops wanna pull me over, embarrass me. Abusing power, you never knew me, thought I was arrogant. As a juvenile, police pull their guns like they scared of me. And we used to howl. Crackers treat us not as the scared thing. Won't anything we good at and we cherishing. Now we all fed up and niggas coming back for everything. Rock stars, niggas, just watch the news, they burning cop cars, nigga. Kill another nigga, break the law and call us outlaws, nigga. What happened? Want us to keep it peaceful. Should've seen them hating bitches face when I bought that Lamborghini. Throw up my middle finger. Police can't catch me this up. Brand new Lamborghini, fuck a cop car. With a pistol on my hip like I'm a cop. Have you ever met a real nigga rock star? This ain't no guitar, bitch, this a clock. My Glock told me to promise you gon' squeeze me. All right, two things that song just made me think of. One, that's some of the best mixed vocals I've ever heard in my fucking life. And then secondly, I remember when that song came out, or when his album came out, rather, The Baby I'm Tomont. It was the same day that Westside Gun had dropped. Uh, what was the name of the album that Virgil did the cover for? Pray for Paris. Pray for Paris came out. And I seen a corny-ass post from El Camino. That said, have you heard the new The Baby? It was a meme. Have you heard the new The Baby? And then it was like that Batman meme where he's slapping Robin or some <laughs> shit. And then he was basically saying, Fly God, like, we don't want to hear that baby shit, the baby shit, because the West Side Gun came out. I just want to say, I think that is the dumbest shit I've ever seen from a fellow rapper to shit on another rapper's album or a style of music in general, simply because you only listen to one particular type of music when they can both be successful and do their own respective numbers in a given week. You know, it's not a competition. We all fucking making music. We all got our own audiences. You don't have to shit on another nigga to big up another nigga. I just wanted to get that shit out the way. But this is The Gods Watching, episode 52. The, the Gods are watching. The Wads are gotcha. Uh, uh, the whole gang is here. Uh, I guess my motherfucking Gang's laptop all here. is too loud because... Yeah, it is. I might have to edit all that music and replace that shit because... The gods I forgot I turned the gain up on this really loud. But anyway, uh, yeah, we all here. The gang is all here. I go ahead and let everybody introduce themselves after I introduce myself. Uh, I am Red... Uh, we are gods, you are all gods, uh, we're all, oh, you, we are gods, you are gods, we're all gods in our own right, uh, excuse me. I um, know what show we on. Uh, I've already introduced the podcast, so I ain't gotta do that shit. Who's here with me? Who, who's on my left side? Yo, we got D-Motif back in the building. That's yeah. right, that's right, that's right. We here. Been a long time, been a long time. The gods are watching. Who else, who else, who else? The gods are watching. Hi. Hi. Me, I'm back again. Straight to shine. Hi. We in here. The gentleman. Sorry, sir. The young sir. The young sir. The young sir. That's AKA right. uh, J. Shine, AKA uh, Jank Dukes, AKA uh, uh, Detroit Sunflower, AKA uh, Lil Jamie, AKA mm. uh, the best one in the garden. The gods are watching. And last but not least, you got old Joe. 
Yo, Shy City Stunner, the Chico Stick King. That's what I'm gonna start calling myself right now. Damn. <laughs> teeth all fucked up. Chico Stick King. I got chicklets in my mouth. That's probably one of the worst candies ever, by the way. Please excuse me. Chicklets. <laughs> oh, you got one with you? Hell yeah, I probably you keep got it three on of you. these bitches. <laughs> keep it on me. Yeah, keep that bitch on you. I keep that just, stick on I you. I can't just eat one. <laughs> them bitches is good. I don't know what the, they made of. They made it like whole grain. They got they got that god that god fruit in there. That shit is like sugar and wheat and coconut and peanut butter. Wow. Holy city stand up shot town was good. Hey man, speaking of Shot Town. 1900 strong in the building. Speaking of Shot Town. The dead end. You gotta explain this shit to me. Hold on, let me show you this video real quick, bro. Have y'all seen this video? Uh, I just want me to just speak for it. Yes, whole, you have to explain. Holy City Stand Up? Okay, well, tell me why these niggas is laying down. What? Buddy. Go ahead and watch this. Woo Wop the Bam. Hand him this. What the fuck? That's some kind of dance. Why? <laughs> I was just gonna ask you, have you ever seen some shit like that? Mm -mm. Have you seen this video? I've never, I've seen, never seen it. I don't know where this is from. Derek, you seen this shit? It kinda look old too. It's from 95. I was about to say, that's some old shit. Wait, is that two niggas? Two niggas. Okay. And they beating on each other's asses. All right. You got to explain this. I cannot. <laughs> he said, I cannot. It says Chicago 1995 block party in the Inglewood neighborhood of Chicago. Watch it, woman. Listen, every week we come in here, the shy loses another card. <laughs> New York would never pack it the fuck up. The shy need to pack it the Don't fuck up. That bitch. Uh, yeah, that shit didn't catch. Thank God. They jumping on each other, laying down. For those of you who haven't seen this video, this just came out. They're landing each other in a 69 position, beating on each other's asses and flipping each other over and dancing. And yet, yes, this is a dance. I can confirm this is not porn. <laughs> With the Calm down, son. <laughs> Shit, hey, I, yo! I understand his reaction. I'm trying to figure out what the fuck going on. I was just wondering if you had seen it. No, oh, never. Hey. <clears throat> never. You only you only stick to the juke? I don't do any of that. That's only probably, thing you ever seen Chicago <laughs> niggas do. They're probably the niggas that created mild sauce. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. So disrespectful. I see it's about to get mad niggas in here, huh? Jacob Maud and <laughs> Rudy <laughs> Terry Sauce. sauce. <laughs> Rudy Sauce. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you stupid. Uh, all right, where, where the fuck is we starting, man? Nigga, so, get your sauce out my sauce. It's a <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what if we mix them? <laughs> Y'all stop arguing. This shit tastes good together. <laughs> I didn't put this shit on my chicken. <laughs> they was brothers, too. <laughs> Different mothers, though. Get your sauce off my sauce. <laughs> <laughs> All 
where, where are we starting, man? We talked about a lot of COVID shit last two episodes. Uh, this shit been going on for so long. Now I didn't think it would last this long. This shit is the future. This shit is here to stay, right? Mm-hmm. We, this is the last of us. 100 degrees outside. They was like, maybe it'll get better in the heat. Let me click it. No, shit's no, getting worse. Too. It got worse. <laughs> shit's getting worse in the heat. Shit multiplied. But right. I think that's only because people felt confident to come out and then that just spread it. But I don't know, man. Like, I definitely thought this shit would be over by now, and I was wrong. I but was at hoping this point, it'd be over, too. At this point, I think this shit is going to last well into next year. Then definitely. I don't know. Niggas so tired of being cooped up in the house. It's a shame. I mean, wearing masks might just have to be our new norm. China been doing it for 30 motherfucking years. I was about years. to say, that's, they, that's a regular over there. Shit, so why are we different? And our population is growing faster than the motherfucker. Even though it's a billion of them on top of each other. Right. But, yeah, this shit is crazy. I thought this would have been over, man. Uh, how's everybody been doing, I guess, through this shit? Y'all uh, faring well? Niggas have figured out your... The proper loadout to carry in these streets. I haven't. Some I, days I'm going with no mask. Me too. And I be like, oh, fuck. I forgot my mask. <laughs> me too. I went to uh, look at some furniture today and just got out the car like, fuck. Getting trapped <laughs> in the nose and can't breathe. Yeah. I done drove all the way out here with no mask. Had a couple of those experiences. Yo, Bitch, I ain't going back home. Going nope. right. No. But then a lot of place, a lot of these places tell you that they'll provide a mask for you too. Yeah. Even if you don't have one. But, bitch, I don't trust y'all. Mm. Um. That's what I did. I just went to the front desk. handing you masks. I went to Ashley Furniture to ask the motherfucker, do he have any? He was like, I got one left. Damn. And it looked like he didn't want to give it to me. Yeah. Because you're a nigga. A lot you know, of places are... A nice he person. went around to find a white family a lot to of give it to first. A lot of places are saying that they'll, For them to not they'll refuse business even. If you mm-hmm. That's what it said on the front of the store I went in. It said you have to wear a mask. Yeah. That's what Bucharest talking about. I haven't been to Bucharest in quite Have you tried a burger? No. Try it. It's amazing. Bucharest burger. Uh, no, you, you don't go to Bucharest for burger. You have to. I've had that damn chicken in them swarmers. God damn, I need something else. It's Shit. always the chicken swarmers. I only go there for the chicken swarmers. You have to take the chicken bites? Just no. the chicken? Nah. And then cook something else with they chicken? Nah. Shit. Never tried that. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just watched a movie that. with that nigga. And the he five, had, the five bloods. Oh, the five yeah. bloods. And he didn't say it the whole movie. I'm like, damn, he really? Say it and once. then he finally uh-huh. said it once in the end, towards the end. I'm like, mm-hmm. damn. And like, that goes into what we were talking about last night with characters that create a staple or characters that right. are known for one thing. And that was my immediate thought because <clears> I was like, like, how did this nigga get this shit mm-hmm. to catch on? Like, I wonder what was the first time he did that shit and then people was just like, what, he's just going to directors like, look, I'll be in this movie, but you got to let me say shit. All right, or did he just ad-lib it during, a, during one of his the scenes? The Wire? Because he yeah. literally says that shit in everything. Mm-hmm. I remember some one time he was playing some evil character. Somebody came to him asking him for something. <laughs> like, you know, like he got all the power, but he refused to bail this nigga out. And he was like, shit. <laughs> like, nigga, hell no. Uh, That's some funny shit. But yeah, speaking of the Five Bloods, everybody, did y'all see that shit? I know me and uh-huh. Ojo did. You did? I didn't see it. I was excited for it. Oh, you knew about it before it came out? I seen it because I seen the promo because I follow Spike Lee on Instagram. Oh. Mm-hmm. And so... So you knew it was a Spike Lee joint. I didn't figure mm-hmm. out it was a Spike Lee joint until, until it went it. off. I had to deduce it. Yeah, no, I was excited for that movie to come out. Like, I was literally, like, waiting for it to come out. And then um, I watched it, like, I want to say the night it did come on Netflix. I watched it maybe a week after it came out because I kept seeing it. I'm like, what the fuck mm-hmm. is this? But... 
Excuse me. Could you tell it was a spiky joint? You probably too young oh, to me? realize his little cues. Oh, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Because the floating the floating camera angles, like the... He kind of like a film head, though. Mm. I, I thought it was really interesting. Um, a lot of the stuff that people thought was wrong with the movie, I thought it was really interesting. And wrong I kind of like took what? it in a different yeah, way. Yeah, what did people think? Like, people were saying, like, the flashback thing was weird. Like, where they would have the flashbacks, but they but weren't young. But they were young. still the same age? Yeah. Oh. You know what I attributed that to? It's almost like when you do have memories, you go back and you think of it as your current self. Like, that's, yeah. that's the only way I made and it make sense to myself. One, the only one that was missing was a young blood. He was young. And that's, really that's young the same then. thing. That's what and I was died. saying. Everybody else like, was old and still together. Because it's kind of hard to like, like, if you think of something now, like think of being in, I don't know, 10 years ahead, 10 years behind you, I mean. It's like, you've been you all this time, so it's like, you can only picture yourself in that moment as you look right now. Mm -hmm. Or then I was even going to say, like, how, you know, you can be like, oh, I wonder how such and such will look if he didn't die at this age. Or, like, if you could be like, oh, I wonder how Michael Jackson would look right now. But it's like, you don't. It's impossible. You can only vision him as that. Right, right, right. Yeah. And so I thought that was a really interesting thing, but a lot of people thought it was weird. I also thought it, I also kind of, like, thought of it as, this is what they're seeing because they are all right. connected in that same memory. So they all have that right. type of and thing. That's what I'm saying. And the only one missing was the one that, right. Yeah. And, and also they're older. Right. Huh? So also they were like older. So I'm thinking in their heads, this is like actually supposed to be them and in, interacting with PTSD. Ah, that's what I kind of thought about it as well. It's like, this is what the PTSD is doing to them. So they're experiencing the effects of it as like a group. Cause now they can think, Okay, well, this is what's happening. Would you have ever guessed? That that you just unplugged your mic. Would you have ever guessed that that's what happened in that airplane? Uh, no, no. But you know what? I had a feeling. So I don't want to spoil it for him. Oh, you haven't seen it? No, no, I haven't seen it. The further the movie went on, and the the more they kept, you know, because he was the only one who was really fucked up from the right. war. I All of them had feeling. been through fighting, right? But he was the only one who was like fucked in the head. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, something ain't right here. Something, something, yeah. But I didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. But that shit is realistic. Like, nigga, <clears throat> this ain't no video game. Right. You, anybody, you point, you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna say nothing, but... Um, yeah, it was good, man. That shit was good as hell. I was really surprised. I like, I was confused. It was a weird-ass movie. Like, I was just like, where is this going? Yeah, just out of the blue. Yeah. Where the fuck is this shit going? And then... To get to the end and find out it was a Spike Lee movie, I'm like, oh, it all makes sense because he's a weird-ass nigga. The way he did... The, but I felt like another reason he probably did those flashbacks and didn't get younger actors to play them. Because he probably... He probably just wanted to do something quirky and weird. Yeah. Like, that's that's probably as simple as it was because it's Spike Lee. That nigga just... I think that the last thing before that that he had his hand in was, like, a sci-fi movie. Like, he was trying to make a... It's a movie on Netflix where it's, like, two little kids and they are traveling through time. Like, I think he helped he produce it. I don't think he directed it, but I believe he helped produce it. I know what you're talking about. It's the one where the boy kept getting killed and they keep trying mm-hmm. to go back. I forget what it's... It's like... It's about black matters too. Like, it's about black uh, yeah. social issues and shit too. I think he helped produce I, that. He had a hand in it at I don't think point. I knew that. I saw that though. Yeah. Um, The last movie I seen for him though was this low-budget-ass B-movie he did by his... What, was like, Red Hook Summer? Yeah, that. That movie that was movie. interesting. That shit was low budget as fuck. I didn't even finish it because I hated the way it looked. Yeah, it was a weird movie. He shot it in like eight millimeter or some shit. That the and, whole movie looked it off. And he did it independently. Mm-hmm. He, he yeah. had no studio behind him. 
But that was the last thing I, I thought. So when I, when I saw the Red Hook Summer shit, I thought his ass was out of here. Like I thought he was. I thought falling that movie off. was fire. I was just kind of upset at it being so low budget. Yeah, because it was probably one of those things that oh, didn't get picked up. Oh, you know what up. he did? He did the shot. Shot rack. I mean, uh, that uh, movie got terrible. That movie got trashed. <laughs> yeah. Um. He also did. Uh, I forgot about that. <clears throat> I don't know if he filmed it, but I think he was. He of course had a hand in it, but she's got to have it. Yeah, the series, oh, the, TV the, show? Series. the new series. Yeah, I had started it, but I'm straight. I'd rather watch it's Dear, Dear White People. I like it. Dear White People got weird. I haven't seen the new season though. Oh, they went full steam ahead with the uh, that little boy wanting to fuck the other boy. <laughs> like they went hard with that storyline. Y'all haven't seen uh, Dear White People on Netflix? I think I watched some of it. I don't know who, who who's behind it. that show, but that show I'm behind. That show is pretty good. I haven't watched it. Season. I don't think I watched it since the end, the beginning of season two. So I don't know where they are now. I think there's a third season. Now. Yeah, I think it's a full third season. I haven't seen none of that shit. But I know they kept pushing that shit about that boy wanting to fuck the other boy, and the other boy was not even gay. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, man, it's been a lot of shit. You know, it's been a long time since we've been on here. Show this from the dude who made Blackish. Uh, oh, uh, Black as Fuck. Black as yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I, I liked not. it, but weird. I didn't like it. Yeah, it's just a little. I haven't seen it. I didn't like how it ended. <clears throat> oh, I didn't even. I couldn't get through it. it was I heard a lot of. Through. I heard Wait, a lot of rumblings over? about it. It was. It was like a little quick series. Uh, it's. It's interesting because it's about. It's literally about him, and like what's going on in real life. Are we talking about the show they, with Rashida Jones? Yeah. Okay. And it's like about him and his family, but it's not him and his family. Can you put your mic closer to you. But it's like, you know, it's like. Documentary style, yeah. like kind of like The Office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they still it's got that type of vibe. Blackish as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They talk I about saw, what's going on. In I real only life saw like a shit. preview of the series. I haven't seen it, but I heard, like I said, I heard a lot of rumblings about it, and a lot of people liked it. They said it was funny as hell. A lot of people liked it. Said it was pretty good. I haven't. I just haven't seen it yet. It's, it's shot with that same quirky style that it uses on Blackish and Grownish and all that. Yeah, like the video, the that little weird. Like it's shot well, but the story behind it gets. Confusing, like what is this supposed to really be about? You mean like the political stance that it was trying uh, to take? Not, nec- not that, but just overall, the, like the, the tone he's of the show. About, yeah, he's talking about blackish. Oh well, because it's know, supposed to be like a reality show. No, you know what it is? Because uh, it's her, it's his daughter. She's filming right. To she's get into filming school. the show, but she's using the same style as blackish, trying to get into uh, NY. Uh, I think it's like N- NYU, NYU right? Like yeah. That. And that was like her thesis or whatever you yeah, call it. Yeah, and so she was trying to do it to where it looked more And her realistic. father recommended her doing that, mm-hmm. basically to kind of use his name as well to help her get into the school. But yeah. she didn't want to do that completely. Right, right. So like she it, still wanted to do it on her own. And she was being, she was trying to be like very, extremely transparent about her family. And it was really interesting. But then I think... At the time that it came out, it was kind of weird timing, and I felt yeah, like... Yeah, it was a little weird to Like, me. the way it ends, kind of... You will understand what I mean by that, because mm. of the way it ends, and, like, it's, like, a lot of tidbits <clears throat> and, like, small bits and pieces, but I thought it was cool. I would say the coldest movie I have seen is The Banker. That's, I love that. That shit was hot. The Samuel oh, movie? Samuel and... And uh, what's the nigga with the with Clarence the from 8 Mile? Yeah. <laughs> With the wings. Clarence got real good. Clarence. Clarence. Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie, yeah. Yeah. 
I was real good based on the truth. He's called the nigga with the wings. Yeah, yeah I just that's what he is. What I couldn't think of it. That's what he is. He's the nigga with the wings. I couldn't think of him. Or he's the dude with no, the hat. No, that's your too. new Captain America. So y'all better get get put real some respect shit. on that nigga name. Put some respect on his name. Have y'all seen that movie with him in the hats? No. Where he's basically playing a, a um, Super Mario? Nigga? No, he's playing basically <laughs> a representative of God. Where they're changing things, and there's a whole bunch of people walking around in like overcoats and hats. Oh no! It's an older movie called. Uh, kind of weird shit is that? It's a pretty good movie with. Um, no, I Jason Bourne. In I it. never saw Anthony Mackie until he appeared in Avengers. Really? Yeah. No, you seen Eight Mile? I'm about to say Clarence. Oh shit, you're right. Clarence got real good parents. They said, man. <laughs> His parents got a real good marriage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, nah, but he's been in other stuff. I have been on a movie kick lately. I've just been buying movies. Watch Terminator, the new Terminator. I tried to watch it, but you know, a nigga ran in my goddamn backyard today. Oh my god, <laughs> Ken! Oh shit! Name drop this nigga. If you listening, bruh, <laughs> don't come on Greenlawn no motherfucking mo, <laughs> bitch. You was literally watching it and then what? Seeing that. I went outside to get my fucking book bag, and I noticed. You, you noticed some shit was right. Some stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's when I it, it all went astray. My day has been um, long and strung out and stressful for the rest. <laughs> but it started off good as hell. No, it was it was uh I, I was really surprised, and he was actually the first one to tell to tell me that it was pretty good because. Um, I generally don't follow people's opinions on movies anyway because everybody kind of has like the cloud, the mm-hmm. like mentality. If you one person really says it's bad, right, and everybody else want to say it's bad too, you gotta so see it for yourself. Exactly. So, but when I saw the preview when it first came out, the preview looked good as hell. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, Sarah this might be ass. fire as fuck. So that was the only thing I didn't like. The preview was fire, but the fact that she showed up with her little sunglasses and her yeah, little yeah, skinny white cliche. ass with that big ass shotgun and very shit, cliche. looking old as hell, mm-hmm, looking oh, terrible. She, she was definitely old as hell, mm-hmm. about seventy years old. Yeah. she doing that shit, right? Because if you think about it, and it looked like she ain't done that shit, shit, but smoke cigarettes. Eighties. She been doing term. Was she in the was the she beginning. in Terminator One? Yeah, right. So she been doing this shit for damn near thirty five years. Ow. And it looked like she ain't done shit. But smoke, smoke, black and miles, and she sound like white people don't smoke <laughs> black and miles. Come on, white man. Cool they smoke cool white miles. And, white house. and cigars since Terminator <laughs> Two ended. But uh, no, it was really good. It was when really I seen good. Her son it wasn't it, too I much was Arnold. Like, what the? I was fuck? too. Hold on, wait, wait. I was too. I was Spoiler like, alert! Right. Hold up. How hold the up, fuck up. did they make his son? Her son look like that. Look like he was I real. Actually, I don't know I watched, how they um, did that. There's a YouTube video. I watched these YouTubers Fuck that talk about. How did about, they make her look like that? They talk right. about graphics, oh. and they were talking about that. That's he the same shit that he they wasn't with, uh, Gemini man. No, not, not Gemini man. I paint houses. The paint houses shit. Oh, Remember yeah, they were yeah. talking about that in there. That was the, when the it first. Man. That's when it first yeah. popped up when they was doing that shit. What was you saying? But they is a uh, what is it? I think it's like it's not. Green man, I forget what they're called, but there's like a these guys on YouTube who talk about uh, video effects, and mm-hmm. they were talking about that specific movie, and like that specific like there's a, the scene because you're talking about the scene where, where they're at young the, John Connor was at the ice cream stand, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they were talking about that, and I believe they said that he wasn't there at all, 
Right. Like, he didn't have to. Yeah, there's no, he, there's no he way he could have been there. Like I think, no yeah. I, you know, I don't even know what the nigga looked like, but I, I, don't, either, but I know he like, don't look like that. Like, no. it wasn't a person or anything. It was literally just like straight VFX. Yeah. Yeah. No, they did it. They did it. They did that too with uh with Robert Downey. I don't know if y'all remember. Oh, Inspire in the Avengers. He oh, made him look young yeah. as fuck. So, you know, so it's definitely like technology is fucking amazing. But this movie started off with a huge what the fuck. They didn't waste no time getting to the shits. I'm here. Your son is dead. I just blew his chest out. And then when they when she found them again later, yeah, like, yeah, I killed that motherfucker. He was like, yeah, and I didn't expect that. Like I, I expected, I, either, a I, expected <laughs> I expected to be like that. That was me, a different model, right? But the no, the only thing that made me realize is, is like she was looking at that cut over his eye. Oh, okay. And I think that's what did it because I think she shot at him or some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what made her know that it was at this month. But my thing is, you've been hunting Terminators and you couldn't find this nigga in all for all these years. You didn't know where this nigga was. Should I, I guess he was? I guess he was, was off grid. Though. Though. He was off grid though. Yeah, because so, he mean, was no longer a part of the program, yeah. the system anymore. He was. But that's some deep shit. I, that's why I love the Terminator universe because he's like, I, he came from a future that no longer exists. Right. But because he was programmed to do a thing, he still did it. Like, right. Like fuck, fuck that. I'm gonna still carry out my mission. I'm still gonna do it. Fucked. Uh, Bro, that's yes. some crazy shit. Like yes. y'all, and they made it out. They eat ice watch, cream. I gotta watch the whole thing over again. We eat ice cream. We done made it out of our, you know, part two. Right. We right. Done, the other Terminator saved we us from survived. Liquid Terminator. They destroyed right. all of the, the tech. That <laughs> then this nigga comes back looking the exact same. Right. And kills my son. Which which means that that had me. to be a different model then, right? No, that was the same one. How though? Because what was he reprogrammed? No, you know what I'm saying? It's several end, of them. He just had the same look. Right, yeah, right. He, so it had to be a different model, not a different model, but a different Terminator. Than the one that saved them. The one that saved them got yeah, destroyed. He, it up. Right, exactly. Right, 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 right. right. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, it was another one. So, yeah, because the one that saved them was actually reprogrammed by John Connor from the future. To and come back. That's why he was saving them. Right, right. Exactly. Right. See, right, that's right. some cold ass shit. And the same thing, um, so during that whole movie, the one female, she wasn't a Terminator, but she was like an augmented uh, human. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yeah. and she was like, I come from a future where if y'all don't fix this shit, that my future <laughs> won't exist anymore. You know what I'm saying? That's, did y'all see them Terminators that was fucking with her? Yeah. They had the fucking yes. octopus limbs yes. and shit. Yes. They were yes. fucking them <laughs> Skewering <up>. motherfuckers. <laughs> they ain't had no weapons. They no, was just it, octopus I am the weapon. The yes. I am the I'm weapon. I'm death. Shish kebab, motherfucker. I was like, Damn. Yeah, that yeah. shit was fire, man. I was yeah. really impressed with this last Terminator. I haven't been keeping up with the series, though. I've always liked that. I've seen it from the beginning. We I saw part three it. in the theater, but part three was kind of trash. But I do, at this point, I kind of want to go back and watch all you of them. You got to watch it from yeah. the very from the 82 one. See, I like part three. I mean, I didn't like it more than two. Two was by far my favorite. Because oh, yeah, two was two high was budget. Just, it's, that was one of the multi-billion It was, it was before its time. You had never ever out. seen anything like Terminator 2. Yeah, that's Mini one of my favorite movies of all time. helicopter and shit. Yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. That yeah. movie just has so it just much has so shit much to it, bro. It was super yes. cinematic. So much Super character. dark. The hospital scene. The music. The, the, the mall scene where he walked through with the box of roses. Yeah. The mm -hmm. desert scene when they finally escaped and they was out there fixing on the car and shit and then all that stuff happened. Man, going into the house and peeling his skin back mm -hmm. and terrorizing that black family. To show him like, nigga, this <laughs> shit is real. Yeah, this nigga, you ain't, I ain't <laughs> fuck around with that shit. Because he worked for Skynet and shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. Man, he was the one that was going to create. Worked for Cyberdyne, I think. Oh, yeah, it was black Cyberdyne, dude. not yeah. Skynet yeah. Sky yet. Yeah. Okay. Skynet yep. was the future had, shit. Yep, 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 yep. 
So yeah, I kind of want to go back and watch all of it. Somebody, Christian Bell was in one of them. Yeah, he was in the yeah. one that you didn't see. The one okay. with Common in it. He, a matter of fact, he was in it, and uh, Sam Worthington was in it. Um, the other, the dude from um, what's that movie? Uh, like three hundred or something. When they gave him that uh, Pegasus, the the Kraken. What's the movie with the Kraken in it? Yeah, that dude. That's that, that dude. dude. Yeah, yeah, he was. That's Sam. I think that's Sam Worthington. I think that's yeah. Him. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, it, and that movie was pretty good to me too. Just that was a lot of very people. Good. I loved. It. I heard it. Was I good loved too. it. I loved it. But I a lot just, of people just kind of went over behind my... it. Yeah. He was a fucking prisoner. Exactly. Got the death penalty. Yep. And they turned him into that him. shit. Don't oh my bad. So, but gosh. I always like the theory that the Matrix universe and the Terminator universe was yeah, one. Yeah. Which, mm-hmm. which is which the next Matrix is going to be crazy. Whatever they do, whatever they're working on. They just recently continued filming. Really? Oh, oh after yeah. all of this? I think I they just I recently started back up. And motherfucking Kill Bill 3 come on out. What? Hell yeah. Oh, Are they coming with another that? volume? It's supposed to be the, the daughter. Is Uma Thurman Vivica coming Fox's daughter. Oh. I think Vivica Fox's daughter is coming out. I heard Uma. something about that. I, I heard, think. but I just heard it was a theory. I think I don't know for sure. I ain't did no research. Okay. Hey man, all the nick, all the n words aside, that is a cold ass white boy. Oh, he he's very smart. Oh, yeah. He's like one of the greatest to ever he's do film. Very yeah. smart. Tarantino. He gonna go down with with uh, Coppola he's a great. and them. He gonna yeah. go down with Coppola and he's a great. Yeah, he's put out some great shit. I watched. Hell so, yeah. The reason I'm saying this though is because I mean, cl- clearly he's been doing great shit for. 30 years now, but I watched Django again. So like, did I. Man, I forgot how good that shit was. Yeah. was Visually, it shit man, was good. It was just deep as fuck, too. Like, yep. this nigga was like, I don't give a fuck about... The scene that kind of always resonated with me from the two times that I've seen the movie was uh, when he watched the two slaves fight. And because he had to put on the act like he was a free man with money, mm-hmm. he had to, like, not that, care. And the scene with the, and the, the slave who got ate by the dog and shit, yeah. that scene fucked me up, bro. I understood why he was like, man, fuck him. Because he's trying to get to his wife. Right. So it's kind of like, Broom it's Hilde. selfish. Yeah, Broomhilda. It's selfish, but he like, nigga, I got a mission. I, y'all can't be sidetracked by y'all. So fuck it. Because I understand if, if it was me you in the same position, I y'all niggas can get movie. it. I fucking hated Samuel L. Jackson in that movie. That listen, was the point. Listen, oh my he God, played, I hated him. He, he played the role yes. of Uncle Ruckus so well. My God, he deserved so well. an Emmy. That, Whatever award you get for that shit, he deserved. He yes. should have got it for that. Yes. Because he played uh, they, they it so were, well. They was, they was nominated. I, I I know what's her name was nominated. At least Leonardo was nominated. Because God. Monsoor Candy. And listen, <laughs> I know I know we all know that Sam. Sam Jackson is well known, but I still think he does not get the praise that he deserves in the film no, industry. When it's all said and done, he will. Listen, you can't even imagine how many movies he got. On how his many belt. different roles he's undertaken, and how many different movies he starred in. He the goat. We talked he's, about that yes. before too. He the yes, goat. We bro. Have, yes, we have. We have. I he's honestly think. I think. Uh, I was thinking about him because when I saw that, when I was watching Django again, I thought about him too because I'm like, this is. This is a great ass role yes. because it's nothing like any of oh my anything else he had did, and he and pissed me the fuck off. The scene where yes. so this is the scene where I wanted to punch my TV because <laughs> it was like they almost got away with it, and then Hildy went in the kitchen and she was like, and "You know that back, nigga, don't you?" Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, "Fuck!" Yeah, but I thought he was gonna keep it to himself. Even when I rewatched it, because I kind of forgot what happened, 
And he started talking, and he was like, he was like, mm-hmm, you better not be lying to me. Mm-hmm. I thought he was just going to keep it amongst the kitchen. Like, right. this nigga went no, right out to the real, nigga right He was out a there. real house that nigga. nigga. poured him a drink. He was a real <laughs> house nigga. sitting in the chair. Yeah. Like, these yeah. niggas ain't worried about them fight niggas. They yeah. want that girl. And everything yeah. he said made sense, though. Like, why the fuck would they, you know what I'm saying? Why the fuck would these niggas Yeah, he be was here? a smart house nigga. Yeah, yeah he, he was smart. <laughs> That nigga had been, was. he been yeah, stabbing niggas in the back nigga. all his life. Many That's why he was good at it. Right, exactly. <laughs> Many of you. Man, exactly he, Freeman ass nigga. he played the shit out that role. Yeah. I, <laughs> you know, another thing I was thinking about watching that shit was like, I wonder how how many times he damn near wanted to like call cut like and nigga, start laughing because you know what type of nigga he is right and silly start laughing silly silly that shit was hilarious the shit he was saying was yeah. hilarious as fuck and yeah. the way <laughs> but the yeah, way Leonardo was, was talking to him and shit I just imagine him being like nigga we gonna have to take a break because I'm gonna <laughs> slap the shit out of Leonardo it's just a testament to so many but how like the film man yes. how how it brought these great actors brought this shit together and pulled this shit off because that shit was nothing short of amazing. Just like the Hateful Eight was nothing Listen, short of that's amazing. that's I was just that's going. One of my favorite so look, jokes. As, as, as mad as I am at white people right now, I have to admit, I had to sit down with myself and be like, look, my, my favorite music producer in the world <laughs> is Alchemist, a white-ass, mm-hmm. yellow-teeth-having-ass white man. <laughs> and then, uh, my, like, I I don't know if Tarantino is my favorite director but or he's writer. Up there, man, he's he top gotta three, be. bro. He gotta be. He like gotta you just be. said, you just went from that movie, and I get the same feeling from all his movies. It's like I'm watching a a really you, high budget stage yes, play. You're watching a cinematic, even piece. like even like on the in the action scenes on Django. That's what kind of what it felt like. Cause like it'll cut from one room, specifically the scene where he jumps out. Yeah, on like onto the yeah. back of like the dead dude. Like the way it, the camera the way worked, cut. Yeah, and then it was silent, and he just go, boom, and then he just. Boom, it's boom. almost like he intentionally makes it seem like it's a grindhouse or like a black exploitation movie with right, the bad right, cut. Right, right, right. Yeah, and that's what Especially separates the way, his film. All the ways when he when he got the blood, his blood splattering yeah. the way people bleed out. What you just said so bright, like a motherfucker gets shot with a gun, it'll blast their yeah. ass twenty feet out the motherfucking room or some shit. So you said you was watching this the thing on YouTube about film and stuff, and I have. Are you about to talk about where they were talking about the evolution of Django? No, no, is no, that no. what you were gonna say? No, I saw that video, but I didn't watch that. What I did watch though was them talking about. The camera choices, he shot Hateful Eight all oh, on yeah. film. Yeah, mm, he didn't even yeah. use digital cameras because he wanted to go to theaters. It was certain theaters showing his shit in was it seventeen millimeter or some shit? A slower, right? Fast, a slower, wider, crisper film. Right. It was supposed to be in select theaters being shown like that, but a lot of people weren't doing it because it's more expensive. Yeah, to play this, it's more expensive. All that machinery, all that yeah. stuff is obsolete. It's, it's obsolete. He, but shot, he that shot that shit on that film, way. and my yeah, I got exactly. a homeboy, my my homeboy Brandon. You know, he do film. That's his thing. He studied film and went to Columbia and Chicago and all that shit. And he was talking to me one day about the types of cameras that they shot. Um, we we got into a big long conversation, and we started out talking about. Um, one of our friends in the group chat was like, "There's no way a movie from that long ago could look any good nowadays." And then Jeez. I pulled up a still frame of The Godfather 1 or 2 mm-hmm. or something like that. And I'm like, no, nah, fam, look at this. Like, people think those old-ass cameras can't do what uh-huh. these new ones can. It's just a different medium. It's not medium. about that, right? It's, it's not, not about, about that. that. It's about the editing. It's about the processing. It's about the it, lenses it out or to whatever. the masses, right. too. You got to have everybody on that same kind of technology. That, too, right. So it's like the new standard. You kind of have to do that. But he was like, no, nah, we shooting this bitch. I forget the camera and the type of film, like you said, I a 17-millimeter like something. Millimeter something. That's just like 
you remember when he made Inglorious Bastards? Yeah. And they was at that theater, and they said that this theater got this certain type of film that's super flammable. Yeah. That's how they burnt the fucking theater down. Like, that's why they evolved from this type of film, because it's fucking super flammable, and there's no point in using it anymore. Right, and it's That's another evolution. interesting thing. The I forget who exactly is related to who, but I also love how he intertwines his movies. So the the guy, somebody Tim from in, he always got Tim Roth in his shit. It's the guy. It's the guy from. Hold on, before you get to your point, Reservoir Dogs, Tim Roth, and um, the the Royale with Cheese movie, uh, Pulp Fiction, Pulp Fiction, You're specifically Vincent, Vincent, they're related. Mm-hmm. Vincent and the other dude, yep. uh, Mister White, Mister. Pink or some shit. That's Tim Ross. Those are the Vega brothers. Yeah. Oh, Vega brothers. oh yes. The I Vega brothers. And that. then Shout somebody from Inglorious Bastards, specifically the dude, the what was he? The guy who had the baseball bat Ooh, and was like insane. God. Yeah, that's fucked no, up. That he is supposed to be related to too. someone else in the universe. What they okay. was doing, carving them big ass Nazi signs in their motherfucking photos. I, I seen that shit one time. What that shit come on like two thousand eight or some shit. What? I only saw it once. It's a good movie. Oh. I just remember Ryan from The Office being in it. Right. That's a good ass movie too. Temp- definitely the hateful yeah. is cold as shit. Yeah, his movies are always movie. distinguishable. You can definitely uh, tell him. Yes, his yes. movies. It, it seemed like him and Spike Lee the only put only two people that put like little signatures in their shit to let you know it's theirs. Yeah, right. and you can universes. always tell it. Mm-hmm. You can always tell it. Mm-hmm. That's why I really like, like, one of my... I think John Singleton kind of had a look, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, he, he did. did, too. He did. Like, one thing I like about uh, art is, like, when people create languages for themselves within their art. So, like, kind of how Basquiat created, you know, crowns meant something within his art. Or, like, right, right, right. you know, certain words meant something inside of his art when they're crossed out or when they're boxed. Mm. And so, like, I really like when filmmakers do that because I think that is... What's them brothers? The Vega Brothers that I was just no, talking about? No, it's the Russo producer, Brothers. It's oh, two. Um, uh, what's Wachowski. their names? Oh, yeah. Wachowski. I think they did Wachowski. Thor. They ain't brothers no more. Right. They the Wachowski sisters now. Yeah. What? The people yeah. that made The Matrix, the two brothers that made The Matrix, they both transitioned into women. Really? Both mm-hmm. of them. What the and fuck? And they look terrible. <laughs> but anyway, who are you talking about? God damn. I think that might have... You're talking about the ones who did... Thor? It's these two Mexican brothers, I think. Oh, oh the, the Marvel brothers. The That's dude, what I They thought. be doing Marvel films and shit. They Hispanic? I don't know about that, though. You don't know Hispanic? who you're talking about? I, I know, know it's two brothers that did some Marvel movies. Damn, okay, I don't know. Who I can't remember I think either, they did brother. Guardians. Right. I want to say. But anyway, they yeah, got they, a little and, look to their film. Just like that dude who... who um, and they might have did Endgame, too. I think so. It's a couple filmmakers out there that got like little signature shit that you when they when you see it, you can kind of figure out, like, yeah, this they move. Yeah, but I think that's dope. Like, like, um, Tarantino has like the cigarette brand, the Big Red, or I think it's like the the Apple. Right. I think it's like Big Reds, and then like always this always that weird like, ass country that he hauled. Who produced no country for old men? Mu- uh, music. I don't know. I don't that's know a, either. That's a but great. That was question. another. That was another film that was. It was different. Different. It felt like. It didn't even feel like a movie. No, no. Nope. Another it felt thing like we talked about. We might have even talked about this before, that but shit another was a thing. Day in the life of a brother named Quick. One of the things <laughs> I always point out about that movie is like it was no music. No. Like it was damn near no music in the movie, oh. wow. which makes it weird all within itself because it's like. And it made every teen, every scene. 
every scene that much more intense yeah. and suspenseful like, because fuck you're, the music. you're sitting there on the edge of your seat because some what shit the is going is down. Happen next. Yes. You like, great oh, film. this dude about to get over. He just great found film. quarter million. How much money he find in his briefcase? Yeah, great film. Then all of a sudden they tracking his ass. I don't know who produced I'm out to look at Ari Aster is another good director. What'd he do? Uh Hereditary, Midsummer, and then he had a short film before those two. Uh something about the Johnsons or something like that. Oh, that dude. Yeah, okay, I remember. Yeah, um, I love fucking I just love movies, dog. Um Another thing I watched was the Gemini Man. That shit was straight. It was real Never good. I knew it. I, I liked it, but I, I just fell asleep on it. It was interesting. That was weird the way they did his face. And yes. that I had the same feeling watching that that I had watching uh, like Benjamin Button, the way they did their CGI. Mm. It was real funny looking, but it worked. I don't know how the fuck they doing this stuff. Because they had this Deep nigga fakes. walking around looking like the Fresh Prince. He looked weird as fuck. He did. Yo, he did. You he could tell he looked like a robot. It looked like his eyes was too far apart or some shit. It was all these... And I was sitting there looking at this shit like, I wonder what it is in my human brain that makes me look at this face that makes me detect that it's not real. There's a word for that. And I forget what it is. There's an actual term within design, specifically with um, like movies like that. There's a term. I always wonder about artists. Like, if you're sitting down drawing a human subject, like... Any one increment you you could be off with drawing, recreating somebody's face. We've seen it with tattoos a thousand times. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to them like, here, put this portrait on my arm, and then you walk away, and this shit don't look nothing like the portrait. It's because it's just small, minute differences that make this human yeah. face look a thousand times different. A lot of times when you in art classes, they tell you to just get measurements and just go based off of measurements because... If you try to get it too perfect, like I know when I was uh, doing CCS, um, they would have us look at a subject, but they would also tell us if something looks off, you have to eyeball it because you will know, especially when you're measuring it. Because literally what's happening is we're sitting like maybe a good two or three feet away from a subject and we just have to take a ruler and go like put it in front of us. Right. And then just, like, guess based off of, like, the spacing between such and such and such and such. Oh, that's some deep shit. And so they would tell us to eyeball it. And then also, um, you are basically recreating the entire human body. That's why they have to, that's why they make you learn anatomy in art school. Because you... So you can know how it works and all that Yeah, so it's just, it's all math. So it's like, I can look at you, but I have to know, what does the eye look like behind your skin? Where does the mouth sit according to your nose and mm. according to, you know, how your eyebrows I sit? I never would have guessed They use a lot like of that, that shit in forensics, too. Mm-hmm. A lot of that a lot of that same methods you were talking about. Here, this um, nigga come with the with the with the cold case file shit. Yeah. That shit is amazing, yep. dog. Yep, it is. It is. I'd but just like you were saying, morgue, actually. how you can look at somebody and tell that something is off. That's just like when you have kids, like your son. I can look at him and tell, damn, he looks just that's like his part. him. But there's right. something slightly different mm-hmm. that makes him look like my son like my oldest boy mm-hmm. he looks just like me but there's something different that makes that him as look a kid that makes him you. look mm-hmm. unique for me that's the it's all part of hey, the daddy. human you know human chemical makeup <laughs> and shit this shit is amazing yeah that shit is crazy yeah. God is real nigga God is perfect nigga that's where's the song <laughs> but anyway uh, yeah um 
That was thinking the same thing uh, before we move on. I was thinking the same thing of watching The Irishman when they did that to Joe Pesci's face and they mm-hmm. did that to uh, that movie Robert De Niro's face. Huh? That movie was amazing. I watched it again, too. All three and a half hours of that shit. There's also a guy on uh, who does YouTube interviews. And so uh, they were asking about um, the truth to like certain cases or certain things that mobs do. Mm-hmm. And so they had this guy who's like an ex-mafia and he's actually a part of that family that was involved in the Irishman. Okay. And so he was saying, he was talking specifically about the scene where uh, I think De Niro like rolls up to the restaurant and then goes in and like kills the Shoots two brothers. Shoots the two dudes, yeah. Um, he said, uh, he was there, I think. I think he said he was there and he was recounting it. And it was really interesting. Damn. I think he was saying like it didn't happen exactly the way that they said. I think... I forgot what he said. I think Wait, they were. What scene are you talking about? Because I'm thinking it was the scene where he killed the other mob boss and his bodyguard. He like walked in, went to the counter, and then turned around and just opened fire on both of them. I think that's the scene. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like they go to a restaurant or something, and I think they were at like a restaurant celebrating or whatever. And yeah, he just he celebrating his birthday, and he blew his fucking brains out. Yeah. Yeah. That's a man. That movie was amazing too, but their faces looked weird as shit. Mm-hmm. Try to revitalize their eyes with these old ass faces. <laughs> they said they had, to, they had to teach them how to, not necessarily teach them how to walk, but make sure they walked a certain way to not look old, to not look right. Yeah, and that was hard because I definitely could spot moments where he looked all fucked up and old. It was that sit down. You remember that sit down at the end after the uh, after the movie? Oh yeah, yeah. Special sit down. They was talking about all that kind of shit. Yeah, I gotta watch that. I never seen that. But all right, man, what else we could talk about? What else we got up? Anybody got any topics y'all want to get out the way? We got music. Let's talk it. about some music. Let's get it. All right. So, I know a lot of stuff has came out. It's a lot. So, I'm just going to go with stuff I've personally acknowledged and that's came out recently. It's been a lot of... I won't say a lot, but it's been some good shit coming out. Um, Kyle, who's a, a guilty pleasure of mine, the nigga, from, the nigga who made the I Spy with my little eye nigga? Mm-hmm. He where, came out with an EP. Where the fuck did he go? He, he's still around. Oh, he had the movie. Yeah, he did a movie, and then he dropped an album and a deluxe version of that album. I really like that album. It's really good. Um, it's called okay. Little Light of Mine. Okay. Um, he recently dropped the EP um, called Bouncing, and it's just two songs. I think, I forget the first song, but Bouncing is the song that I like because it's a hit boy beat, mm-hmm. and the switch in the beat is just so hard. And then, um, I don't know. I just really, I, I like it. And I also like the, the idea behind it. Cause what he's doing now is he's getting a lot of people that helped him in the beginning of his career. So like before he was ever signed or before he was big and he's having, like, he's revitalizing their, like that era of his self. Like he, right. he shot, he has a music video for the song I'm talking about called Bouncing. And he shot, uh, certain shots that were like recreated from his old videos and then he got, like, this guy he used to always make music with, and he used to always be in his videos. He got him to do it. He got somebody that used to always shoot his videos, and he has him shooting his videos now. And they're all just working together, so I just That's really like the, the idea behind shit. it. Yeah, and he was just like, you know, just bringing, it, uh, bringing everybody back. Before you move on, one thing that just made me think of was how amazing it is that rap can be so splintered now because there's so many different sub of hip-hop, mm-hmm. even though we haven't categorized any of it. Like, Kyle is hip-hop, but I would say he's, like, a part of a certain class. It's a very not, poppy. And, and it's, like, 
West High Gun is nowhere near that, right? But yeah. they both are part of the same genre. It's amazing to me that rap can be split into so many places and everybody still is getting millions and millions of views and making money and going on tour. And then and they never cross paths. I think it's really dope that it's like, I don't know if everybody can, but it's like you can identify like there's a type of rap. And so like kind of like what you're saying where it's like it's splintered off. It's like you can identify who's like whose music will relate to who more besides right, like right. a Spotify list. Right. So like like I like this guy. His name is Duckworth. He's from uh, L.A. And he I think he recently just went on tour with NERD uh, mm-hmm. maybe like last year. Um, and he makes like rock inspired but pop infused music and like hip hop. He's a rapper. And so, like, he is in that same little circle with Kyle and, like, uh, Kalani and, like, they all hang out. I actually have a homie who, like, hangs out with them as well. And so, it's just, like, all really interesting that you can create that divide. But it's, like, like you said, like, it's still Everybody's still eating. And that's why I'm so confused why niggas be dying to compete with each other. Like, why would El Camino come out and say anything about the baby? When has the I baby think that's ever... I just old t- head shit. When has the baby... But this nigga's younger than me, I think. El Camino, probably 28. I mean, you can still have that old head mindset. Like, oh, I was raised on, you know... Pure hip-hop, like, pure fuck these niggas, but, man. Where KRS at? When has the baby ever stepped on West High Gun's feet? Like, why would you pit them two together against each other when they're not even close to each other in terms of It's just like the audiences. gatekeeping and, like, elitist shit. I don't understand it. Um, what else we got? Uh, Pierre Bourne came out with The Life of Pablo. No, not Pablo. The Life of Pierre, I'm sorry. Four, which is already out, but he came out with a deluxe version. I think it's like 10 more tracks. I, I didn't started listening to it. For it. I, I, like, like, I don't like any of his albums. I don't think he can make a good cohesive album because they just sound like mixtapes to me. I, I think that's what I go into it it's thinking. It's almost like that nigga just be taking all the beats the rappers didn't pick and then making shit with it. Pretty much. And then, like, but I think I like it. I have, I know people who put him on an awkward pedestal, and I'm just like, really? I don't get it. But at the same time, I like it. I think it's, for what it is, I like it. Like, he has a bounce to his music that I really, really like. And then, like, um, I just think he hones in on this weird SoundCloud element of of hip-hop that's kind of, like, being, like, awkwardly pushed around. But he, like, he hones on hones in on it. Kind of like a... Pain 1993, the Drake song with Playboy mm-hmm. Cardi. That's I my love shit, bro. that beat. That's that my beat's shit. So it's like the warmness and the crispness of that beat. Like he, he I feel that? like that's Pierre. Pierre, fuck these niggas up. Yeah, that is Pierre. Or that, was no, that it was a, uh, which one was, which tag was it? It was like the, it's a video of him like outside and that's where he pulled that tag from. It's like, yo, Pierre. And then it's like a whole bunch of people oh. yelling, yo, Pierre. And then it comes on and then it hits in and it's like, boom. And then it, it it's really good. It's I really listened good. to that song literally like like 30 times a day for like two weeks. That's like, <laughs> that song, right one of the, that song is like, I've always in my head, I'm just like, if I were a DJ. I don't think you would like it. But this is the, this is the song. It's, very, it's some new age shit, but I fuck with the beat so much. So I'm the old head <laughs> I'm not saying you're old head. I'm saying I don't think you would like it. Um, well, why you pull it up? It's very young. It's, uh, it's, it's like more his age. I was surprised that I liked it. It just got a nice... It, it I even hit up Harden like dog. 
Like, I can't believe I like this shit as much as I do. Like, But uh, Kanye dropped a single, uh, Wash Us in the Blood. Uh, it's non-explicit. There's no cursing. It's a uh, Christian. Can't Wait, Kanye dropped what? You can't go. Uh, Wash Us in the Blood. The single with uh, Travis Scott oh, on it. Oh, hold on one second. Niggas ain't gotta respect, niggas just gotta accept I put that top left, I love my crody to death Cody. Hype Williams, Lil X, if he don't say it direct Give a fuck, yeah, yeah I put some ice on her hand, I let her take an advance She wasn't going as planned, I put her shit in the van She gotta move with a friend, her she went back to a man Give a fuck, I just put a wagon in the driveway, you know I did When I shoot my shot, it's the Kawhi, where it's going in Me and love, sicko, sitting sideways, breaking tent It's the past, it's so, it's so it's dreamy and so, so warm airy, right. mansion not in touch, it's, it's a beachfront They lofty and soft, it's like a, it's like like a hug <laughs> At least one, got a mall, tenant by the pool, and they greased up Police in my city, man, I keep their pockets greased up Me and Cap- yeah, this is my shit, you go ahead and talk over this, cause I'm not turning it off <laughs> But um, yeah, so Kanye he dropped the single. Uh, I liked it. It was pretty. It was pretty dope. I really like the the unfinished gritty element of it. A lot of people said that's what they didn't like about it. But I thought it kind of it had an energy to it. Like it felt like punk rock. Because in punk rock, or at least hardcore punk rock, a lot of musicians did not know how to play. They would learn a few chords and just and learn a few strings, and they would just go. Yeah, and then like. The vocalist, that's just their moment of just like pushing everything out and creating that energy. And so like that's kind of what it felt like. A lot of people said that it, he's like losing his touch on music, but I feel like he's just kind of relearning how to make music at, at this point. That's what niggas got from listening to that. Who, who's losing his touch on music? Hold on. A wait. lot of people are saying Kanye is losing his touch on music because he's like He never had a lane though to lose the touch. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. A lot of well, people are saying like he he just what's not. Uh, watch us in the blood. He always been all over the map. How could what? you say? That's exactly. He's already. He's always been a nigga that's that you've Push been unable there's to no, put inside there's of no, a box. Yes. Yeah, there's that's no what he built his career on. So what? <laughs> I'm about to. Uh, I'm about to play it. Go ahead. I love the video too. I would love. To, I would love to know. What? What you say? Them little young girls hip rolling on it was hard. On where? Oh, the <laughs> on Chicago girls. Oh. They were super hip rolling. You gonna see it. Oh, you Take some rain, move like that. Rain come, rain come, come shine, come back. I saw that movie talking Chicago battles. Yeah. Oh, right there, yeah. Rain down the pain. She was killing that shit. What the fuck is this going on over here, though? I don't know what that is. Have you? Did you see the, the, battle, lie, the juke battle when they were juking and she like that's, jumped out? That's a, see, the reason I like this video is because this is just a mashup of a bunch of fucked up shit. Yeah, it's almost like uh, I don't know who it reminds me of. It's angry as fuck. It's angry as fuck, but it's almost like we watching like brainwash footage or something. That's what I'm, I'm saying. sure it was intentional. Yeah. Nigga, it was Grand Theft Auto footage and shit. Like it's, mm-hmm. it looks like a projection. Like this will be projected in the background right. while he's performing, or like right. It looked like the splash, the video, like the performance video. That's right. Like a um, there's a word for it. I forget. Yeah, but um, like I think it's called like static footage or whatever. 
Like just a static image. <laughs> yeah. That's what the fuck it looked like, but It's like one minute you watching a girl twerk, then you watching people dying of COVID. Like What? That was a fair one, baby. But it's just like the See, sounds but like. The thing I like about it is that it's almost sounding like he's talking about like some conspiracy government, anti-government right shit. Now. Exactly. And then you seeing stuff like this, like mm-hmm. they plotting to get us, and it's like they hiding messages in this shit. Mm-hmm. Who did this video? Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's the Donda affiliate. Like I'm pretty sure it's not outside of camp. Right. Let me look and see if they credit them in the um, comments. But um, yeah, like it, they it do not. Extra, Kanye like, probably made this shit. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't it. be surprised either because he's done a lot of other shit. But it's just super dope and it's super, like, raw. Like, it feels like a mosh pit. But then it's also, I think it's super dope for him to be so Christian-y and then he's like, this is a praise. Like, you you know, like, you're saying rain down blood on, like, bless us. Then they showed the video of Amar Arbery being stalked. Like, I think this is like... This is like perfect timing for this shit to drop. I think this right. is just like more spiritual than people are giving it credit for. It. Right. Definitely is. Because this is very like... This is just new tribal. Like how you were saying before, like a long time ago, like how rap is folk music. Yeah. Like this is like folk music. That's exactly the fucking right. That's exactly right. Like this is emotional. This so low-key... So Pete, what'd you say people said about this? It looked, sounded like he lost touch with People were saying music. like, oh, because it sounded like he lost touch because they were saying like, oh, like how it's like there's no like real structure or like he's just like mumbling on the track and he's not really saying anything or mm. whatever but it's like he's saying a lot <laughs> in the little words that he's saying paired like, with even, this shit too paired like, with the video like Especially even if you hear a nigga like today, yeah I'm about like, to <laughs> like it, it's perfect timing for that shit to drop yeah and it's like even when you hear niggas like yeah I'm about to go get a bitch yeah I'm about to yeah I'm about to like you know, something like that. Like, you're still saying shit. It's hey, just... dog. Speaking of which, I heard... I saw a video of somebody was playing a Playboy, Playboy Cardi song, some new shit. And it was like, just hang it up, bro. Because he was doing some shit. He was just like... Are you talking about the video where he's, like, in the studio? I don't know where the fuck you... All I heard was audio. But the nigga was like, just hang it up, bro. Because I don't know what the fuck you're doing anymore. But, yeah, man. Like, I don't understand how people can hear that and say that he sound like Kanye. So that's what it sound like. Yep. Yeah. Sound like Kanye. A lot of people are just being do really next. worried about it. sound like Kanye. Yes, they do. It's very um, tribal. But my thing is, like, he's always been on some different shit. When he brought, when he brought us Jesus Walks, you ain't never heard no shit. You had never heard any shit like that. Not boom, no hip-hop boom, around. Boom, 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 boom. You ain't never heard no shit like that in a fucking, like, like you said, in the hip-hop spectrum. Especially with what he was talking about. Yeah, like, what the fuck? So he's always been on some different shit. Mm-hmm. But I don't, the thing that, that makes me kind of turn off with people, because a lot of people criticize Kanye because of the direction he went in as far as his faith goes and what he's on. Easy, You know what easy, I'm saying? Easy. So a lot of people judge him from that and judge him be all, he, because he's not making the music that you, that you specifically he love anymore. Right. He ain't doing that typical shit no more. Yeah. So, you know, I like Mike... <laughs> Mike Shinoda from Linkin Park had a line one had a line in one of his songs and he's like he was like uh you know everybody expects you to make the same thing once it's successful 
basically is what he was saying is like, you know, once you once you achieve uh, an amount of success with a song or with a sound, everybody expects you to recreate that over and over and over again. And that shit becomes boring, especially as an artist. Exactly. And then they're going to criticize you for that. And they're going to... Exactly. They're like, then oh, they're going to hang you for that shit. Tired of it. Oh, he exactly. made the same music exactly. over and over. Jay-Z had a line too. Jay-Z. One my Ask old shit. Buy my old album, nigga. Exactly. That's just it. <laughs> no, but, I moved on from that. Um. Uh, what's I about to say? So, the only thing I guess I could say about Kanye, like, as a saving grace... I don't say saving grace because I, I think he's doing good. But for people who don't, who can't fuck with him, the one thing I point out is this. Like, even when he did say, I'm going to switch up and start making faith-based music and not cussing and talking about worldly shit anymore, he still, fu- Travis Scott is on this song. He's still fucking with his people. Like, exactly. he didn't switch up and he leave his camp. He turn his back on right. it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, he's not like, rap is evil. He like... didn't abolish his record label and fire everybody. Right. This nigga just found a new way to fuck with his people. That's mm-hmm. it. So, fuck it. I'm rocking with you if you know what I'm saying. I fuck with the music as long as the music good. I fuck with it. Yeah. Um. What else came out? Uh. We already said uh, West Side Gun, Pay for Paris came out. Um. I recently, not recently, but I sat down and listened to it, and I actually really liked it. Oh, some it a- some songs I was kind of over. Specifically, I guess the features because it's, I'm just not so used to him having like as many features as he did. Yeah, he been going feature crazy. Lately. And but then even like with features, usually they're like. His type of people, but now it's like branching out. Nigga had a song that. with Tyler the Creator. I was very surprised. I wasn't hey, nigga, so much surprised. Jay Versace by that. made a song. A, a he made Versace. Now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I wasn't surprised though. But then also, I saw this shit random because I think I followed Jay Versace or I was just stumbled back on his page. I think I followed him after I found that out. Yeah, he made he makes beats. I didn't know that, but I seen him put up the post. It was like a plaque or something, and then it was like or a nomination. Something he put up. He put up a picture of something, and it was like. Never boxed me in. I'm like, Wait, I think it was like a credit. About? I think it was a producer credit, yeah, yeah, or like yeah. the track list or something. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I'm like, there's no way that this nigga who do them silly ass videos, my nostrils be. <laughs> <laughs> he hilarious, but I never would have thought. How the fuck do you get a beat acting like that to okay. Westside Gun? He's 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 apparently very connected from what I've heard. That nigga had a video on his Instagram right up under the motherfucking Westside Gun credit. That he said, I guess I'll throw this ass back on him. <laughs> <laughs> like dancing and throwing his his ass back on an imaginary dick. I, wow. <laughs> You'd be surprised. There I mean, Ugh. people people are starting to step into the whole idea of being multifaceted. And I mean I'm not mad at it. I would have never guessed West Side Gun would have collabed with Tyler Crayler. I mean, even though Tyler is cold. But, I, I would have thought more so from a production standpoint than a rapping standpoint. Right. But still. I and then inspired. Tyler Creator in the song says something about his fingernails being... What do he say? Something about his fingernails in that song. Being painted Painted, yeah. Like some, like some shit he said. I'm like, I'm, I'm really... I'm happy. I'm surprised at how open West Side Gun is because I never would have thought that. All this nigga do is boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 You know, boom, niggas boom, like boom, that boom. you usually would... A guess is like super like... Homophobic. Don't put them in a box. Don't put niggas in boxes. Um, what else came out? So IDK. Who? West Side Gun. No, West Side Gun is not gay. West Gun terrifying. is working with a lot of gay people, oh. apparently. Shit. Maybe that's Virgil. why he's saying boom boom boom. <laughs> 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 boom boom boom. Right. You stupid. Um IDK uh came out with a project. IDK. Technically isn't his, but IDK and France too. 
Um, oh, two. It's the second iteration of Have it. Have you heard that? I haven't heard it yet, but I definitely I plan to listen. Don't. I was listening to I it just today. Had... I didn't really like it that much. Really? The I didn't like the first one, though. The first song was cold, but everything that I only listened to like five songs. I will say, yeah, I plan to sit down the and only, listen to it. The only reason I keep going back to it is because I really like, I like the mixing on his voice. His vocals are always extra crispy. Okay. Yeah. So they it's are. like, I always go back to like, just listen and just be like, okay, why does it sound like this? Like, what about this makes it sound like this? It is, it sounds real, just like open. And then, like, uh, I always go back to Izzy Real because I just like that project as a whole. So, like, I just reference that project in general as an... That's the one with the goat on the cover? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that, that um, album was nice. I will say, I forget what song it is, but it's, like, him and this dude named Zaman. Um, It's weird. But not even because it's him, but uh, the rapper Zaman, he's, like, he, he's he's in the realm of, like, a TJ... Uh, TJX6, mm-hmm. scam rappy type of dude. But I think it was weird because of the way he was uh, like going at the beat. It was like, how do you come up with the like the rhythm in your head sometimes? Because it was real weird. Like it didn't fit on the beat, but it did. And it was just strange. I always, I always uh, like applaud artists like that. Because like, you know, you're probably not really talking about shit. But at the same time, you're innovating in your own right. I got a question while we're here on music. What's up? What is one artist, one, one, one just one. What one. is one artist that you would love to hear a new project from? Like, as you if, could pay one, one artist, what, like, no even matter if the they category, don't make music even anymore. If they stop making music, quote unquote. What yeah. if they're dead? dead them, them too. Posthumous. One artist that you would love to hear another, like, one more album from. I say you're a shot. The artist. <laughs> hmm. Formerly known. For me, I, I, would, I would love to hear another album from Sade. I don't know if it's coming. She's I don't know if she's working on something. Studio, like, but it's been quite some go. time. I found myself going back to listening to her album, Soldier of Love. Fuck around and my God. That she just, she's, I don't know how she does it, but her music voice, just doesn't age. Her uh, shit is timeless. Her her shit does not age, so I would love to to hear an album from Sade. You know who I want to hear an album from? If we can go back thirty years, I would want to hear an album from MC Ren. <laughs> really? I used to fuck with MC Ren heavy. Never expected you to say that. But new age, if I if you said one, so I ain't gonna say nothing else. Oh, go ahead. I would love to say I would love back then, or or even even if we could have got an album out of the nigga that lost his voice, I, if I would I would knock MC Ren out of there and and go for uh, Erica Badu husband, mm. the nigga uh, she had a uh, what's his name DLC DLC yeah, but um, if I was you if know I, I used to do like little voiceovers get my weed get my thirty five dollars to go to the motherfucker swap meet <laughs> yeah I'd love to get an album from him because I don't think we ever got one but uh. Let me be, make a serious choice, though. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I keep mulling it through with my mind. Sade popped up, she but she's still alive, and I think she's still making music, so yeah, I won't waste my choice. Still possible. <laughs> uh, Tupac, man. Mm. I got to. Tupac over Biggie? I would love to. Yeah. Biggie, Biggie, small. Is I think I got everything I needed Big. from Biggie. Really? Yeah, like, I don't, I personally don't think that 
He had nothing more to offer? Yeah, I don't think he had very much more room to grow. Because I heard I him try to be introspective. Not to say his music wasn't introspective, because he had Sky's the Limit and all that type of shit, but... Um, if Pac was here today... I, the shit they released afterwards, the Bad Boy came out with that other album in like 2006 of the unreleased Biggie shit, I didn't like it. So it was kind of... Like, I don't really know what the fuck else I would want from Biggie, but Pac, I want to hear more albums. Definitely. But what was you about to what, say? What what do you think he would be on if he was here? Do you think he would still be making music in that in that way, or do you think he'd be on some, like, J-shit almost, kind of like, make an album here and shit. There. His album will be all over the place. He going to have a Dear Mama. He going to have something about Brenda got a baby and Black Lives Matter. So I think this time he would have flourished as a political leader. I, yeah, I feel like he definitely I think, so I think he would have retired definitely. That's what I see but the most. He's still gonna throw that thug passion in there. Oh yeah. But I don't think he would leave out his roots, but I think he would be a lot more militant in the face of everything that's going on right now. That's so what let, I see. So you let think me say he would this. Get, based, he have rapper based on what I know, because I kind of think he was unfortunate enough to come up so early in hip hop that he was one of those artists that came too early to where rappers wasn't making money. Right. You look at everybody who come from his era, nobody really has any money. He but was Jay, just he was just getting money through death row. But they was fucking him. He was treating him like yeah, a bitch. The tide, but had, the tide hadn't turned him. yet. That's right. But they fronted him more money he had ever seen, I believe. Oh yeah. Well that was jail. every that was damn near every they you know more money than they, they had ever seen. But that was kinda like the death the, row the was, way you the way you do it back then, that was like the makeup no, of it. I, I think I think they was looking out for him because they wanted to keep him happy because they knew what he was. Right. And what he had to bring to the table. Baby, baby. Because if Pac would have left Death Row for real, Death Row probably would have fell off because everybody was fleeing. They did fall off. I'm, and exactly, exactly. that's the same thing happened with Bad Boy. Right. Once all the martyrs gone, nigga, nobody want to hear Sean Puffy Combs. But in the broad hear, scope uh, of things, I see yeah, why you saying uh, what you saying, because I I think anyway you're saying, he what if have. he had, what if he was getting the amount of money that rappers are getting today, what the he would have done with cash. that money, what he would have done with those type of finances? I school or something. I think he would have. Like I said, I think he just would have been free on concerts, some, all that on shit. some other shit. I think he would have been beyond music. So to speak, not not you know literally. Like I, th I still think he would maybe you know maybe do some features here or whatever. But I st I just think his overall goal and mission would be so so much bigger than than the rap game and hip hop. That. Another theory is that he would have been deep off in the acting because mm, he yeah. was getting movie roles. He left was the fucking yeah, that's right. True. That's he was supposed too. to be in Baby Boy and something else. He was supposed to be that they ended up not being because he died obviously. Right. But, uh yeah, I think he would have been deep off. In I the think action. it was like a like a shit. He probably like would have done a, the Ice Cube thing before Ice Cube got a chance to do it. Mm. As far as uh right, you know right. veering his career off, because right. Ice Cube was like fuck rap. Hell yeah, <laughs> like nigga, this movie money good as fuck. Right. But anyway, uh, so what you you didn't choose neither one of y'all chose. So what's what you say? Prince. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah, the that's artist. Right. That's right. The artist. Another Prince album. Known. Okay. What about you? I said Isaiah Rashad, but that was me being petty because he doesn't. Having him, he's still alive. Yeah, he's and still, he's and still alive. Signed and still signed. More music and shit. Apparently, his album is done, and he's still not. TD, all the albums are done. Everybody's album is done, they but they're not dropping shit. Not dropping. 
I'm hurt. But who would you choose, um, bro? Honestly, I would say probably like. Mm, I'd probably say like Jimi Hendrix. Hmm. But it has to be Jimi Hendrix and like the original ensemble of the. Uh, the so you choosing the like six niggas <laughs> right exactly <laughs> <laughs> leave nah. it to James to always find a fucking way or to I mean because well, that doesn't count because it wasn't just him <laughs> Jimi Hendrix the band right no because it was Jimi Hendrix, Hendrix and, the, and the experience oh right okay that was like him or shit sec- technically you did the same thing because Sade is a band that's true yeah that's true but, but shit Prince is too that's true right. too <laughs> everybody that's the shit. artist formerly known as yeah, I would have to go with Pac because I was really curious, and we didn't we didn't talk about him enough here on this podcast. But I was really curious to see where he was going after that Machiavelli album because he was Music. that nigga was skyrocketing in skill wise. He was he was yeah. getting so much better so fast. But that's what happens when you rap all fucking day. But yeah. then I also want to know, would well, I mean, of course, probably people wouldn't probably have the conversations that they do now. But I mean, I've heard rappers say some wild shit about Tupac. So I wondered, would they still <laughs> say wild shit about Tupac? Right. With him being here. Like, uh, 03 Greedo called him like a whole, like, he was like, yeah, Tupac a Mark, he a bitch. Yeah, I remember that. He had Hell the, no. He had the album cover of Biggie fucking him in the ass on the. <laughs> <laughs> no, not. Oh, was that Greedo? No, I don't, that was, uh, that wasn't Greedo. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was the nigga Saudi who be fucking with Ab Soul. Oh, where? He was on the, uh, Stigmata song. What's his name? Uh, Hold up, Stigmata. Well, nobody been coming for Pac like that because Pac was getting that niggas. Yeah, that's that's Pac was like, exactly. I'll come see you. I think it's very few. Aside. That would actually if DJ Khaled son? Right. That would actually in today's modern era have enough balls to uh to wouldn't actually nobody come for that. Go after. Wouldn't nobody come for you. You might have one or two. They gonna try. Yeah, for sure. But that should go by the You think Freddie Gibbs would say something to Tupac? Who? Freddie Gibbs. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Nigga, did you see what he been doing to academics? <laughs> oh, my and God. And he's selling shirts, too. He's selling shirts, but this nigga dresses the Teletubby. Gosh. He been fucking academics up over the last two days. But you know Speaking what? of Freddie Gibbs, he has the best Alfredo IG came out as well. Oh, that is the greatest album of this year. You Yeah, you just played uh, God is Perfect, which is on Alfredo. That is the greatest album to drop this That's year uh, so far. That's Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist. Yes, which is my favorite white favorite man. White man. But anyway... Uh, With... Uh, Fuck, that's delicious. That's Action Bronson. No, he's... Oh, yeah, he is on he, there. Yeah, yeah, he was on there. Yeah. Um. Also, T Grizzly Drop, but I'm only saying that because I look like him. I didn't like it. I didn't hear it, so... <laughs> I didn't like that album. He got a daughter. He got a mixed daughter? That's a daughter. Alchemist? That's on the reality I'm sure show, he I does. Think. I'm sure he does. I think she's... um, And she's gay, I think. Really? Yeah, she's cute as fuck. I don't know nothing about that. I'm sure he has a... I'm saying... What I'm saying sure he does to is a mixed daughter because he's... I think... He seems like the type to fuck with black girls, so... But yeah, uh, uh, Also... y'all take Yon and May down through there? Man. If she would cut, cut all them fucking whiskers off her <laughs> top lip. What she said? What, what's that thing she be saying I'll all the time? Uh-huh. What what's a girl? Ooh, Ooh, yeah. Ooh. That shit. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 no. 
Because you going to say something like that or you going to say two. She from New York, dog. So what? She's saying that shit. Because she look like Snoop. Shut dummy. That's racist. All right, so they're talking about, they're talking about, they're talking about restarting the NBA. July 31st. What y'all think about it? do it. What y'all think about it? No. All you got to do is cough on a nigga. And, <laughs> and, and, like, and, and this is a two-sided question. Technical. And is there an asterisk next to any team that wins a championship this year? Hell yeah. Yes. They did it to the Spurs. Absolutely. There's absolutely a, fustic, the a fucking For asterisk. When it was a, uh, they was on a, ho- a holdout season. Oh, and yeah. It was a short season. Okay. And they was trying to say that, that shit don't count. Bitch, we won. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be an asterisk. Because it, it didn't play out. Yeah. Anything could happen. Yeah. Niggas could have got injured. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you, and At this sh- point, this is an alternate reality. It is. Because we still, and we still don't know what players speaking. are playing and what players aren't. Because they're offering players the option to not play and participate in these games They might as well forward. call this shit the NBA 2. <laughs> this shit ain't the same. NBA 2. NBA two. trial season. Uh, I wouldn't come back if I was a... So I'm riding me. with Kyrie. That's the only reason I'm saying no. Because yeah. Kyrie said... Kyrie said, fuck them niggas. And he also said, why don't we just start our own Start league? our own shit. Ain't nobody hearing Kyrie, though. You no, know you know nobody. That's fucked up. And that's stupid. Kyrie. And the main person who and got I the pool to bring everybody is LeBron. LeBron. It's LeBron. He's, so he's definitely no not listening to yeah. Kyrie. And that's fucked and up. And I don't care what anybody says. There is some sort of animosity there between those oh, two. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. fuck what y'all talking about. You know, yeah, they won a championship together. But it's obvious at this point that Kyrie feels away. About yep. LeBron James. Yep. Wait, why you say that? LeBron Tell James. me. You educate me. Because he do. Also Cause educate me because I don't know about basketball, you guys. Because they was building the team around Well, I know him. he left because of this nigga, but I'm yeah. saying, yeah. what's make you say that today, though? Something else that happened? That he feels away about? Something else happened on those conference calls uh, or something? N- uh, well, sort of. Because Kyrie was the only one that was boisterous about not playing and about offering the players a chance to opt in or opt out. LeBron was on the opposite side of that. He was like, Why? I want to play. Let's get back. This is our job. This is what we do, et cetera, yada, yada. He's just thirsty. No, he's thirsty. That's he knows that, that this is the best. He knows that his days are his coming squad, to an end. Right? He also know that he was probably on course to either win it or get to the finals. Or get least. close uh, enough to. I think, I think the Clippers was going to bop their ass. And I think, that, I think that they would still have a fucking hard time even if they ended even up playing the Bucks, right. you got to get past Houston too, yeah. nigga. Yeah, it's a lot of factors. That small ball it's that they even been running right even now. Even if it's a slim chance, he would have made it. He know he had a good chance, and yeah. his his like you said, his days were numbered. Yeah, exactly. And what did what, so. what did Anthony Davis sign? One year or two year? I think he signed two years. Five. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I think he signed two years. So um, there's definitely an asterisk next to any team that wins, regardless. Um, I wouldn't even play I if, I was, an, if I was an athlete. Just wait, bro. And because you, it's still players coming down with COVID. So yep, what the fuck? Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, still. So, I mean, because y'all going to all these... So now you're going to resume going to all these different cities. Now you're going to resume to go, coming in contact with all these different people. And some Zoom. of these niggas is flying on regular planes. Exactly. Just you know play on Zoom. <laughs> Have a Zoom game. So... I don't <laughs> Zoom game. What the fuck? Hey, fuck is I that word? Zoom you gotta shoot it. Go you gotta yeah. shoot it. Nigga. I'm like NBA. I, I made it. And they're the like, NBA no, you didn't. Zoom. Yeah, it was make my motherfucking stock numbers go up. Keep playing it. How? I want y'all how the athletes play 2K. There you go. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I think that was actually a real conversation. Oh, a whole tournament on 2K. Right. I think that somebody was, was a real conversation. Somebody was trying to get a league started. Yeah, somebody was trying to Man, get a league game started. Is too janky for that shit to work. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. 
But I don't know. It's going it's to be interesting to see how things play out. Uh, I do want to see basketball, but I don't want to see it at the expense of players. No, coming hey, up sick and then taking that sent home to yeah right. exactly taking that shit home VR. to their families especially y'all got all this bread already what you want to rush and do this dumb shit for exactly put exactly. everything at risk exactly exactly that's, that's why I, I'm on the board with what Kyrie was saying and fuck Kendrick Perkins uh, um, that motherfucker you heard, you heard what he been talking about lately a bunch of bullshit He's fuck, been he's been dick Michael riding Jordan. LeBron LeBron he's, is he's my goat he's been dick riding LeBron for like Bum. ever like what is going on? Dog, LeBron is a bitch. He's, he's barely. The only reason why he's in the the talks of being the greatest is because his stats. LeBron he is. He hasn't done anything real, real. LeBron is who he is because of his. There's not. There's. He's a monster. He he's a physical monster. Time, right. He came at the perfect time when it was nobody to stop yeah. his ass. Yeah. It's funny. That basketball was played when Mike was around. Come it's on. It's funny. Now. Today, earlier today, I somehow I ended up watching a clip of Kobe, and he they were interviewing him. He was Kobe. talking about uh, he was talking about LeBron. He was talking about he was talking about his book. But in the book, you know, he talks about LeBron. He talks about KD, Tracy McGrady. Um, you know, he said that Tracy McGrady and KD were to date like his toughest toughest competitors. toughest competitors to guard. Uh, he said he couldn't figure KD out. He said if when KD first came into the league, he could figure him out. He was easy. Oh, he was shit. like, the KD of today is a different story. And then he said Tracy McGrady was like him, but 6'10". You know, so he could do everything on the court, get any to any spot, get to any shot. So he was just kind of going off, and it was kind of, it was just, it was just interesting watching Kobe talk about the game because that motherfucker was such a student of the game. And in the way you talk, his intelligence of the game. You ever watch? You ever watch uh, his show? What show? Detail. Detail. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that shit is pretty good. Yeah. So he was I talking love that a shit. different monster. Yes, like Same I beats. love basketball, and then all the time, different animal of Same me beats. playing basketball. You know, I've never took the time to study a motherfucker's yeah. mannerisms, and if he leaning too hard different. this way, he gonna do this. It's inevitable. I've never took the time to study that kind of shit. Yep. Yep. And that's what he said. That's that what he said seriously. about Mike. He was like, a lot of things about Mike was underrated and that, and that he had no wasted movements. That's what Mike he said. He was, was like, every and, move right. was was made on purpose and so precise. And they don't realize that Mike was defensive fucking on the all defensive yeah. team fucking every year. Yeah. Yep. Real good interview Real good interview Kind of brought tears to my eyes Wait the interview you, This was an interview Oh this was back in like 2018 So this like is Kobe October. being interviewed by who? Oh it's being interviewed by some Some analyst Oh something. okay okay He was just kind of interviewing him About his book Okay That just came out So He talked about a number of people Hey but, shout out to Kobe And that cover that they put out For 20, 2K21 But I don't like the picture I didn't see it It so was it just was, art It was like a picture of Kobe But it was like painted Oh okay Like abstract art I am I didn't like that shit. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I think he should definitely be on the cover of twenty, uh, twenty, of twenty one, two K twenty one though. Yeah, he is. It's the, it's the, it's gonna be the probably the one that costs a hundred dollars. Speaking yeah. of covers, what up? Have you seen the Posmo cover, nigga? By by Virgil Abloh. What the fuck? So let me show y'all this right. Quick. Creative director of Louis Vuitton, and and supposed uh, artistic person. And you know what's fucked up about that cover? What? Apparently, 
it's stolen, and I yes, seen nigga. I seen a whole PDF about that. Yes, it's stolen. But also, it made me go back and look at the uh, Pray for Paris cover, and then it made me realize something real fucked about that cover. What? So one of the Cubans on the neck is broken. It yeah. doesn't connect. It doesn't connect. And if you go on title and look at the moving art. It's, it's like swing, yeah. It's clearly not connected. And at first, I thought it was just the moving art, and I was like, "Oh, that's just how it looks because it's moving." But then so I this nigga at it. took some clip art of a chain and took some old art and put the chain on the new art, I which mean, is like art. literally what he's been known for. But it was still like, "Fuck!" <laughs> like this nigga's the the fucking curtain is being lifted. So this is a cover. This is a cover that so Pop Smoke is dead. Right. This is his, this pos- is this is his album. debut album that's coming out after he's dead. And, you know, I guess him and Virgil had a relationship. But he said that was they had a conversation where Pop Smoke wanted a Virgil Abloh cover. Yes, yes. But aside from that, Virgil Abloh is a designer. That's all he does. He okay. designs for, now he designs for Louis he's Vuitton. He's the uh, creative director or the creative whatever for Louis Vuitton. And Louis he Vuitton, also has the which brand is, Off-White. Which is Kanye's dream job. This is also Kanye's protege in a way, and then you know all he does is design. He got his off white brand. So they was like, "All right, bro, make a Pop Smoke album." You know this is gonna be major. It's gonna be his only album ever because he's deceased, and this is his first album ever. Oh, so is this why Fifty was putting up all those different album covers? Yeah, seeing seeing what fans like the best. Yes, as an alternative to this. Fifty Cent is involved in this somehow too because. This was his man's, I guess. Uh, I think 50, like, low-key took him under before that whole situation because I know they were close. Yeah, they were close. But uh, So what am I looking at here? So this is the cover that Virgil Abloh designed for Pop Smoke. Now, I want you to look at this shit. You got to blow it up, please. I'm trying to find find a way. So that's as big as I can make it. Can you zoom two-finger slide? Barbed wire? Barbed wire? Why is it around his neck looking like a noose? Fuck all that. Let's point out some, a couple things. First of all, this is a Getty image. Stock yeah. photos. In his in his in Virgil's <laughs> off-white sweater. The, uh, the other fucked up thing about this is it's cut out. Oh, that's an off-white sweater? Yeah. It's, okay. It's cut out really shitty, but then it's like a filter, like a film over it, and it's kind of like blurry. Blurry. And the picture isn't. The actual picture is it not. It looked crispy as shit. And so, because it was a real photographer that took the shit. Yes. And then. Um, so, what I'm saying when I say that is a stock photo, meaning I can go on Google and, and find, find this, this exact little, image. I, matter of fact, hold up, bro. We about to find Google that. Google Pop Smoke. Let's just Google Pop Smoke real quick. No, I already did. Look. That's the original image. It's literally the first image that pops up. So he took this photo that somebody just randomly took of him because he's a celebrity and he's wearing Virgil's sweater that he designed. I think that was a Paris Fashion Week, I believe. Yeah. So he just Googled, like, let me get, like, it was like they commissioned let him me, to do this album cover, like, let me like get some he did it right ago, there. And then that nigga forgot. <laughs> he's like, fuck. And then, <laughs> then that nigga just was like, fuck. And went to Google Images and was like, pop smoke. smoke. Like, he couldn't think of nothing else to type. He didn't hit up the family for some unseen, unreleased photos. No. None of that shit. That nigga was just like, pop smoke on Google. Downloaded the image in a poor quality, like a... Like he a, probably had a high-quality <laughs> image and just down, descaled down it. Downsampled it? Yeah, bro. 
probably dragged it straight from Google that without giving the biggest size. By, that nigga took a 200 by 300 it's the, PNG. It's the thumbnail size. <laughs> and blew it up in Photoshop. Didn't know what the fuck he was doing, so that made it blurry as shit. Then he found, let me let me Google. He was like, wire shit, right I, gotta, I gotta blur it so, so it don't look shitty. I gotta make shitty. shit look like jiggy, nigga. I gotta get down on this bitch. Barbed Google wire. cloud. Then he Googled barbed wire. And these pictures came up. That nigga was like, "Fuck it." And that looked like it, right? It looked like <laughs> that first one. Looks like one of the ones he used. Oh, there it is. Yes. Oh shit! This nigga Google barbed wire. Then he was just like, "Done." Wow. I did it. Put barbed wire and and some metallic roses. That's what that's supposed to be. But it's so shitty looking. I can't believe he released this shit into the world. It's like you said, that nigga woke up at the last <laughs> like a, or, or somebody hit him up like, hey, yo, hey, what about that? You, hey, you done with that cover? Party today, man. We ain't get the cover from you yet. Oh, was like, bro, I sent shit. it. Uh, I sent it to your email. <laughs> that nigga downloaded an app on his phone. <laughs> on his phone. Somebody, somebody did. Somebody literally recreated the cover on their phone and was like, what this the fuck? This nigga used a Traverse. He didn't even pay for the full app. <laughs> they probably got a watermark somewhere. <laughs> right. He, he hiding with some other shit. Nigga went in the bathroom real quick. Like, yeah, I just resent it because I don't know what happened to that first file. <laughs> this shit is horrible. Yeah, that's terrible. Look at how crispy and colorful the original photo is. Right. Then how blurry and dim and dark. Look at this shit. I bet. Look. This is literally all he did. Because look, side by side. You can Ball. literally. Ball. Yeah, that's you can you can literally drag an image into Photoshop and do that. Like somebody was even doing a time version of it where they time themselves recreating the cover, and I think it took them like literally a minute, maybe even under a minute. And this nigga's getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars. I promise you, I can recreate the image that he created right now if I go home. <laughs> if I go, home. <laughs> and it ain't gonna take me on the trial version of Photoshop. Oh fuck. This is so disrespectful. So this is why 50 was... Okay, this makes sense. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, I was. I kept seeing a bunch of posts by 50 uh, asking, I guess kind of like getting a collective uh, thought process of fans on which which cover to uh, to use and asking them what they thought was... I think I know, seen like XXL or somebody do that same thing where it was uh, one of them one of them websites that put up some pictures too. I think it was uh, Complex. Yeah, some, yeah, exactly. And then apparently it's supposed to be different because one of his homies wasn't fucking with it. This is disrespectful so, as fuck. Oh, yeah, it's definitely it's supposed to be a different through. one. Everybody's mad. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so let's move on to some light shit, I mean, some heavy shit before we get up out of here. Uh, we got a few more minutes, I guess. Uh, shout out to me for my credit score going up like 75 points today. Woo! Uh, oh, shit. Nigga, I'm trying to get my motherfucking life together. We ain't going to ask what the score is, but it did go up 75 points. Hey, nigga, shit is 76. <laughs> God damn. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> nigga, you can get hey. along for 73 cents. Nigga, for your cents. credit score to be what? <laughs> you, you, you. I'm in a dealership trying to get a car. These niggas run, they gonna beat the oh, fuck out nigga, of me in this chair. It is note about to be $1,200. Imagine giving your shit to the nigga behind the desk. He go and run it through a computer and come back and just start rolling up his sleeves and loosening his top. <laughs> hey, get up. Huh? Hey, get, get up. up out that chair. Hey, square up, nigga. <laughs> square up and beating your you ass really, off. You really came in here like this, motherfucking Jeep Wrangler. You disrespectful. You really came in here like this? Like that. <laughs> beating the fuck out your ass through this Jeep Wrangler. 
Thanks. Nah, but uh, yeah, shout out to me for that. I'm trying to get my motherfucking life. I'm trying to take over the world in the next three years. Hey, that's good. Uh, let's see how far I make it. But um, let's get into some heavy shit before we leave. I just want to get y'all opinions on a few things. So, uh, in the wake of this COVID-19, 2020 world shutdown thing, a lot of, sh- uh, this is an election year. Uh, so let's put, let's, let's put an, uh, uh, a bullet point next to that. And uh, a lot of sh- social injustices and people, black people being murdered and uh, all over the country in different fashions and for different reasons. Well, no, all for the same reasons because they're black. But a lot of all of it is being sensationalized in one way or another. Even though a lot of it is all based on, it's based on truth. I feel like the media is uh, sensationalizing them because um, they don't have shit else to talk about. The world is shut down. It's an election year, so they want to get tempers, temp, tempers high so motherfuckers to go to the polls and vote for who they hate the most or vote for who they hate the least, rather. And then uh, I think that's what this is all about because if you pay attention to every four years, every four years it's almost like the world explodes into racial tensions and then we go back to being like, oh, well, white people was invited to the cookout. That's just my theory. But if you think about it, four years ago, I believe is when Mike Brown got killed and then they took that story and made him the poster child for racial issues and police brutality issues. Um, it happens all the time. A lot of, like, there's a, if, you, if you look into it, there's lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of people of all colors being killed by police all the time. But it only seems like every four years and maybe the year before that, like Trayvon, I think, got killed in 2012 or 13 which wasn't an election year, I don't think, or maybe it was right after an election year. And then, you know, it's like the other shit always happens leading up into political conversations and stuff like that. That's just how it seems to me. So with all this shit happening now with Amar Arbery and Breonna Taylor and uh, uh, George Floyd and all the other black people that they're finding out about slowly but surely that's been killed... Um, I've been seeing a lot of white people stand up. As a matter of fact, one of my neighbors about five, six doors down on the other side of the street has a Black Lives Matter sign in his yard. I believe it's a white family. I don't see him too often, but I don't think there's any black people that live on that side. Um, so what do you guys think about white allies through times like this, through issues like this? When black people are going through things, do you think white allies are valid or should they be ignored? Do you think they're genuinely concerned? Uh, do you feel like you appreciate it? Or do you feel like it's all fake? What do you think? What do y'all think? I'm going to relate this to the movie The Banker. And oh. that white ally that they had in that young boy in The Banker. I think you're the only one that's seen it. So you got to break it down for us. So The Banker, true, based on a true story, you have a young man who comes up. He's a mathematical genius. Born in Texas. Um, wanted to buy real estate. And unfortunately, this was in the, I believe that was the 50s and the 60s when it was still, no, I want to say that shit was in the 30s and the 40s, was it? Mm, I don't know. Oh, uh, that shit was basically, it was still hella racist. In which, you know, I'm pretty sure that that was at, and they was from the South in Texas, grew up in Texas, so, you know, still lynching. Um, he he wanted to do better for himself, so long story short, he wanted to buy, get into real estate, and all that comes with that. He wanted to buy the biggest building in California, which at that time was 
only like a million something, which would probably would have been about ten billion in these dollars right. this day and age. Right. Him and his partner Samuel L. Jackson. This is Anthony Mackie and Samuel L. Jackson. They had to get a white ally to put his face out in front to get them into certain doors. And it worked for a very long time until he kind of fucked them up. Now, I won't say even fucked them over. He just fucked them up trying to, I guess, go along with the same scheme. I think they're definitely needed. I think some of them are genuine, definitely genuine. And I think it's definitely, I want to say, I kind of want to say, not necessarily appreciated, but if you can breathe around a motherfucker, just, you know, exhale and ain't got to feel that you always got your guard up, it just makes things go a lot smoother Mm -hmm. and the room become a whole lot comfortable. Absolutely. So I almost seem want to say it's that in a sense to where if you can get one of those who you can feel who are genuine and on your side wholeheartedly. So I, I definitely, definitely think it's, I don't want to say needed, but I would say welcome. Right. <clears throat> what do you guys think? You wanna go ahead? Y'all fucking with the white allies? Um, this is a hard topic for me. Me myself, I'm still gonna be like, right? Yeah, nigga, what you want? Crack ass, crack. <laughs> yeah, what you want, nigga? What you what you what, what you want from me? But this is always an interesting topic for me, uh, specifically because I have a friend who deals with a lot of white people in his life, mm-hmm. and he's kind of on the side of like, you know they're not necessarily terrible people of which, I mean, of course nobody is generally just terrible all across the board, an entire race of people. But at the same time, he's also aware of him being black and them being white. Um, and so like, I think you definitely have to keep that awareness in your back pocket. You can never wholeheartedly. I tell him that all the time. That's right. Like 100%. Cause, um, I don't know if I can tell that story. That's a bit too personal. Um, But he has a... I could say it like this. He has a girlfriend right now. And she went through a situation that was traumatizing to her that involved black men. And so he um, was talking about it and he was saying, like, it's kind of weird because one... It's not that she is racist or she's weird about it or she's not even, like, weird about black people. But he still feels like one day she can just be like, you know, you want some real... Like, like it can be linked to that. Slip out. Yeah. And then also... Nagger you. He was saying that her, her father is a retired cop. Oh, shit. Exactly. And so, like, when he told me that, I was like, I don't think... That's a good idea. But, I mean, they're still together. But it's it's an interesting conversation for me because it's like I'm around these people. I live around these people. I've seen these people in the same spaces as me. But in the sense, I feel, I 
feel like the I don't remember who it was. I don't remember if it was Malcolm X or Muhammad Ali, but they were saying how they can't like wow. I can't I'm not gonna cre- congratulate you while I'm still looked down upon by your entire race. Like I can't t- say you're the good guy. I think that was uh, Muhammad. Mm. Like I can't be like you're the good guy, and then you know still a white cop that's like, hey, you you're about to die right now, and because I want you to, and so it's like I I always feel like, and I think it's probably a sense of entitlement because I am black, but I always feel like there's more that can be done, because like I've always seen a lot of white people like you know, oh we have your support, we have such and such, we have yada yada yada, we want to do everything we can for you. But then it's like, are you doing everything that you can? And like, even the small things, like I know people who like will ask like their white counterparts, like, uh, you know, you have such and such amount of money. Can you donate to this artist right now? Like just on like a whim, like if you're white, donate to an artist right now or donate to this black person right now, like somebody who needs it. We need funds for such and such. Can you please donate to them right now? Specifically white people. And like they'll like single out white people, and so it's like stuff like that, where it's like I'm all I'm still on this weird fine line of like I don't really know what to think about it because I always have this feeling like deep down you can't not benefit from systemic racism because that's what you're born in, even if you are some country hillbilly, you know, like how you know, like like you have those white people that are like I was raised. Around you, I was born the same way as you. I came from the same, you know, whatever. I was eating the same food you was eating, blah, blah, blah. So why can't I do such and such? And it's, you know, like those type of white people. And it's still like, regardless of what you think, and I mean, regardless of even what you've been through, you still have a sliver of privilege no matter what. People think that's not real, and they think it's not real because we're all people, quote, unquote. Because all lives matter. All lives matter to them. Right, all lives matter to all of us, but that's not the fucking point. But I think people don't think uh, privilege is real because they're like, I never received a handout that said I had a certain level of privilege over you, or I never walked down the street and somebody just handed me gold for being white. But your handout is living. But the thing is, perceptions are real, and there are people that are in charge of things. And there are people who have opinions who can make differences b- acting upon their opinions. People put in positions of power give certain people breaks. Even if you're talking about something lower than that. Because we ain't just talking about judges and police officers. We could be talking about a motherfucker that run a, a, a butcher shop. That just be like, I don't like black people. So yeah, and get a now fucked up cut. this black person getting all the fucked up meat from this nigga or... Now this black person can't go here at all and they have to drive an extra 15 miles to go to a butcher. Something like that. Something as simple as that can make your yeah, life even slightly easier Going than to the bank. That's simple. Privilege is real. It could be all oh, this police officer don't fuck with black people so I'm going to give this nigga a hard time when I pull him over versus me pulling over a white yeah. person right. and me just asking this nigga, hey, do you got insurance? Are you straight? Is there guns in the car? Uh, all right. Then I come all right, back. have a nice have day. Have a nice day. I'll let and you know with a warning. That's simple as that. That's what my biggest thing is. Nobody's saying there was a handout or niggas got cards and they walked yeah, like say white privilege. Yeah, like you got a special they, bracelet they for looking being at right. it, They're looking at it too literal. Right. When they're not understanding the, the veal it's or subtle. the veil. It's subtle. Yeah. It's that can subtle. make my life way different from yours. Because shit, even the fact that, okay, we grew up, we grew up where we had to go to the motherfucking Phoenix at the Bel Air Center 
to the movies, right? That's where niggas went to get their asses beat every weekend. So me, I didn't choose to be born in Detroit, but that's the movie theater that's closest to me, right? Your white-ass family was in a position to where y'all had a 300-year head start and y'all are able to live in communities that are not fucked up with the mindsets of the people that live within it because they didn't have to go through what our people did. So now, in, in 1995, I got to get up and get dressed and go to the fucking Phoenix <coughs> Theater with my friends where we could be fucking jumped or shot you every going, weekend. You're going there prepared knowing what could jump off. Hey, but that's just my environment. Guard up. And that's the environment that they fucking built for us to be within. Trapped us in that environment. And Trapped also, it's like the fucked up part about it is, you know, we are, like, you know, they're always like, oh, but black people kill black people and black people do this. And it's like, the reason why this happens is because we've been put in such a close proximity where it's like, there's so much trauma built up in every single black person. And Some people it, feel like this is what chamber. they have to do. Right. Some people lit like literally feel like I need to kill this nigga to get what he has because or I they, don't have it. And to put at least to, to stay alive. If I want to eat, this nigga selling drugs. What what else I'm gonna do? This is the closest nigga I know they got money and he's just a drug dealer. No, I'm not necessarily going to thinking I'm about to kill this nigga, but I'm but definitely gonna rob him. That's right. Right. You need his and pack, you need his stash, happened. whatever. So what were you gonna say about white allies? Well, first let me say, like I told um, you and when we were having a conversation, um, no, I don't know and I've never heard of a nigga killing another nigga for being a nigga. <laughs> right, uh, right. You know, so that kills all the black on black crime shit. There's white on white, white crime, Asian on Asian crime, Chaldean because on of Chaldean proximity. crime. There's the shit crime is everywhere. on crime. That's right, because it's just crime. There's good and evil right. out here. Um, but as far as white allies, we absolutely need them. And I, I, I say that with the understanding that unless we're going to be the race that says, okay, we don't need you. We're going to just rise up and overtake y'all and just make this a black dominant society, which will in fact just be in turn kind of like genocide. It's almost like we need to ride, we rise up in power, but to do so, we have to turn the tables, literally. We would have to enslave white people and basically take over that way through force. Right, because they're not going to let that shit go clean. Absolutely. But no way, no I say I, I ain't say, never seen a revolution happen when niggas just shaking hands. Exactly. Mm -mm. <laughs> exactly. It's not going to happen. always violent. So another one of the reasons I say we absolutely 100% need white allies is because there are... Tons of children of white kids being born every day that have no idea what this country was built on. And the fact that it was built on the back of us, of black slaves and black people. Right. And we need for their parents and we need for people, white people, their kin to tell them and to let them know that what's going on now is a product of something that happened years and years ago mm. and that's been going on for years. That's a pretty uh, interesting if thing. If you go to the fucking... I'm, I'm pretty sure. I've never been to a predominantly white school. Me either. So, But I'm pretty sure if you go to a predominantly white school, you're not going to go in there and they're teaching these white kids about fucking slavery. No. So that is why you need something to bridge the gap and connect these young minds to let them know, listen, this shit happened. Hey, that's a pretty interesting take, bro. You need, I, that's why you need, that's the only reason, that's my main reason for saying you absolutely need it. 
That's that's interesting. I because never thought someone about that. has to bridge it. We can't do it for them. We can't go to white kids and be like, listen. Y'all did this. Your ancestor did, did, Your did this. Your grandfather. Your grandfather. The company he built was built off of our backs. We did our work. We can't. They're not going to listen to that. What That's they right. will listen to are their parents who tell them, "Listen, you're afforded the shit you have because we did a lot of fucked up shit. We basically enslaved another race of people and made them work for us and build our shit." You know, I I hear that a lot where white people are like. I've received any benefits for me. I still have to work for what I get. But I think what white people don't understand is that even being in America is privilege. Is a privilege that you were afforded because your your ancestors did some shit they wasn't supposed to. Absolutely. Even the fact that you are here, absolutely, is a pro, is a privilege in itself. Absolutely. So. I don't even understand that argument at all because y'all not even supposed to be here. And we're talking about, uh, what's the word? Indigenous? Yes. White people are supposed to be in Europe, my nigga. That's yes. where you're supposed to be. So, you know, that's where the fuck y'all was at. And, and like you said, like, like you guys were just saying, it's, 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 we're not talking literal here. It needs to be ex explained and spelled out that we're not talking about we're not talking about you walking down the street and as soon as you walk out the door, there's a there's another white man, a banker standing there giving you $1,000 for the day. Like, here you go. Here's your mm -hmm. privilege. Damn. No, it's <laughs> not about that. It's about, hey, it's about you getting the the uh, the management spot over a black man who's more qualified, more, more intelligent, qualified. and has put in more work ethic than you have. I've seen that shit happen before my eyes. And I've seen it eyes. happen so many times. Before my eyes. So many times. I was a part of the management system, so I know how the shit goes. There you go. But that's but at the same time, the way I the way I view things now is like, damn, how I'm gonna complain about them doing the things they want to do it in their systems that they made for themselves. Exactly. Exactly. We can't sit around complaining exactly. about what they ain't doing exactly. because this ain't even meant for us. Exactly. So that's why black people need to get on. But we're gonna talk about more about what black people need to do as a whole. More I wanna talk about that in the next episode. Because I, I think that's a deep-ass conversation. I really want to know what y'all think about some of the questions that I have. But my theory about white allies is this. Before we wrap up, uh, I don't mind it. Um, I'm petty enough to admit that I don't want to even acknowledge that I appreciate it. Because fuck y'all. Um, I feel like if white people decide to help black people, it should be totally selfless. You should not be expecting a pat on the back because that's not why you should be doing it. You should be doing it because you know right from wrong and you know exactly what we all just got done saying is the absolute truth. Your family, y'all climbed up this ladder by climbing over our backs. Y'all just had slaves last week. Onto exactly. our backs. <laughs> Onto you know our backs. Saying? And rolled us up the ladder. Yes. That's what y'all did. That's literally what all white people who live in America, besides the Irish or even the Jews, that's what they all did. If you're a European, British, motherfucking white man, or you have that lineage, I mean. French, all French, them and them too. Ireland too. Huh? Ireland too. I want to say them Jews too. You said, you said who? Ireland. Ireland. excluded Ireland. Yeah, but I'm just saying because they came here as indentured servers and their their journey was a little different from the original 
white people that came here is all I'm saying. Gotcha. Because you had the British, Italians. the British or whatever you call it. Was the British or the, I don't know. The British. The British came here. And they were refugees. That's all they were. Lost. They just weren't brown. So they don't look at them as refugees. They look at them as pioneers. As opposed to a motherfucker from Haiti or Cuba running as a refugee to America. Trying to find new land to, to, to prosper on. That's right. But white people were refugees running to another land. They they made they developed relationships with the the Chippewa, the Ottawa, the, the whatever the fuck you want to call the whatever tribe they ran into. And just destroyed And destroyed them over time. Ass. And they did it methodically. And they did it under the guise of having partnership and agreements and trade. And then they just was like, no. We, we taking this we shit. We taking all this shit. Right? So any white person that comes from that lineage is benefiting every waking day from those decisions that your ancestors made. Now, let me be, let me be realistic and also say this. Your people did what they was, what they felt they should have done to secure their survival. They didn't have to do it the way that they did it, but what they evil asses did was did what they thought they should have done as to not go extinct. You know what I'm saying? I wish our people would have been a little more ex executive and a little more exacting with their moment, movements so that we could all be sitting on fucking privilege but like, we ain't we was seemed like we was just too trusting right we was too trusting we was too naive we was too yep. we was too too man, i ain't gonna get off into all that shit. exactly <laughs> you stupid you stupid that's that brainwashing for you though so yeah and they did a number we could talk oh i can't wait this is a new season uh there's still season two of the show i'm talking about but um, I think we have I have some interesting shit to talk about nothing y'all haven't heard but just some shit that I think we could talk about next week but as far as white allies like I think y'all I think it's cool I've seen some white people beat other white people's asses so I know it's real cause y'all not just beating the fuck out of other white men just hoping that black people would see it cause this is hey guys check me out right these are private incidents there y'all just beating the fuck out of each other and you a know, level of understanding too. It's white on white crime. That's what it off, is. But a, a level of understanding <laughs> that I have too is, at some point you have to look at some of these white people, um, and I met some dope white people. Me too. Um, honestly, but it's not their fault, in a sense. And what I mean by that is that the, is the ones who are seeing this and looking at this like, wow, this is really fucked up. What happened? It's not their fault that they're white for one, that they were born to a white mother and my white father. That's right. Um, but just like I said, it's it's acknowledgement. If they can, if you can acknowledge that this is this happened and is it was wrong, and if you can stand up and have a voice out against it, to me that is definitely something to use against others who believe the opposite. Right. To say, listen. This thought process you have is fucked up. Yeah. It's inhumane. So it's funny you say that because I've been seeing a string of videos of young white people. Like, I, I don't know if y'all saw that video floating around of the little girl arguing with her parents. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they were racist and shit and she was going off on them. 
Today, I saw another video of a girl. Um, so her mom was like at the top of the steps and it was like a TikTok video. The caption on the first slide was uh, my daughter arguing with her white boyfriend about uh, racism, standing up for black people. And then the next slide, she kind of creeped down the steps a little more. She's 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 basically eavesdropping on a girl. Um, this is the mom eavesdropping on the daughter. And then she gets to the bottom of the steps and sort of bends the camera around and points it at the girl because she's down there like on the Xbox. She's talking through her headset and she's like arguing with her white boyfriend. This is the white girl. And the mother, the next slide, the caption was like, that's right, tell him or something. And then the third slide says something like, I raised my daughter right or whatever. And while I didn't jump for joy because I don't jump for joy when white people do what the fuck they supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? Y'all fucked this up. And another thing to 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 contribute to what you just said when you said that it's not their fault. I agree with that. But at the same time, I feel like if we have to walk this earth paying for what happened before we got here, y'all should walk this earth paying for what y'all, what happened before y'all got here. Absolutely. I agree with that. Because we walk around every day paying for shit that happened 300 years ago. Absolutely. I agree with that. We still fighting for motherfucking equal rights in 2020 and shit. I mean, not equal rights because really we not. We we fight. We all at this point we just fighting to get motherfuckers to stop murdering us, and instead of murdering to them live. back, and that's to be able to live. And that's outside of of the lifelong fight that we all have dealt with and are dealing with every day. Yes. to come up from the, our upbringings and to rise above what the fuck we were brought in this world. Under. We got this you ever fucking... you ever sat back, y'all? Y'all ever sat back and just thought about the 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 completely psychotic mental norms that come out of black neighborhoods. All the time. The things that you had to go to school and endure because of what we were taught. Yes. Like, oh, your shoes is fucked up and all the shit that was important to us. You ever thought about how mentally fucked up a lot of these ideas are? And how a lot lot of traumatizing things are normal. Yeah. Like not having a father is normal. Even though, of course, it's not affecting, you know, just black people. But it's like, Mass incarceration, like at least everybody that I grew up with knew somebody that was in jail or was in jail. At least somebody I grew up with knew somebody Nigga, like who didn't have a dad. I mean, but even think it right. Think about the that small stuff like that. Shit. The fact that we Knowing, all grew up hearing niggas bust caves right. outside and not even get up. Right. It's just like, That's whoop, not gotta normal. go. Gotta but you're make com- sure I don't get hit. If you listen to the 90s comedy, like comedy, you watch comedy view all night. I guarantee you somebody's going to say something like that. Where it's like, they, like in white neighborhoods, they hear, they hear them shooting there. Everybody's all out the window and it's investigating. You know, yeah, investigating. And then we just keep popping our popcorn and, and eating. move away from the motherfucker. Yeah, you just like, damn, somebody busting tonight. That's like for me. At his house, we used to lay on the floor on New Year's. Dog, my wife want to put the couches against the front window. I'm so against that shit. <laughs> right. I'm terrified Man. that my couches on the front window. And it's that's what I'm saying. These are the environments. <laughs> We're all really fucked up in the head. Yeah. Me and you and you and you. Yeah. But it's just because that we didn't have, we, what the fuck else it's did normal. we know? It's, right. That it's was normal. Every, that was just That's what we. I literally remember laying on the floor with this nigga, mm-hmm. whether it was July 4th or New Year's, and we laying on the floor because his mama or whoever the, the adult was around is afraid that the fucking bullet is going to kill us. Yep. Come through the window. But that's where the fuck we roofs. come from. We come from where you go to school and niggas will make fun of you for having African hair. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we all African. And a yes. name. 
Yes. Your name is funny. You got all a African kind of booty shit. scratch your name. I mean, we still mm-hmm. do that. And Even still, for being like We still dark. do it today. That's we right. still do it. You got nigga hair. Like, Bro. What? what? Then just think about oh, that. You got, a... Oh, you got good hair. You got that oh, white. Yeah. You got that white Bro. hair. So, you know hair. so, so, and, and it's all demeaning. Yes. It's all demeaning shit. And it's all, it's all indicative of And it's of all a product of what the fuck we were brought up under. It's, it's all a product of us all being under fucked up conditions in life. Man, that shit is so sad, dog. And then even psychological warfare. Like, they pit us with, against within each ourselves. other to keep yes. us down. Yes. My sister was a product of a fucking drive-by. You know, do you think she was living somewhere else for the next week? No. She was still at home the next day. Same house. Like, it was nothing. And I'm, and I'm, I'm fucked up. I'm like, well, are you really going to stay there? So, and this is coming from somebody who's seen a motherfucker get shot off this motorcycle at Point Blank Range and died right there on the fucking curb. So, you know what I'm saying? So and you had to I'm live like, your life. And I just had to go to school the next day. I was about to say, had to go to school the next day. With nothing. So like, look, damn, that was a crazy Wednesday, Exactly. Huh? So I never got mixed up with white people until I started working in corporate white-ass America. Um, working at the place we worked. Working at vet, FedEx. Working at a uh, couple other places I've been. Right? So... These are the only places I ever got to trade stories with white people and, and, and talk about our upbringings in comparison and things like that. And what I found was I started realizing, like, a lot of the things that I saw as normal is not. was, like, totally retarded to them. You know what I'm saying? You would be talking about anything. You could, I could talk about the drug-infested neighborhoods. I could be talking about the murders. Yeah. I could be talking about the fact that we fought every day at school. Yeah. Each other. These are niggas that call each other friends Monday through Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Not to say that, not to say that white friend, like white people don't fight in school because they absolutely do. But it just always had this undertone to it that was always based around some bullshit. So what, like who yeah, wore you what just reminded shoes? me of something really interesting. Who hair was the nicest? Whose skin was blacker than whose? Yeah. yeah. This girl don't like this girl because this bitch got nice hair and this one got and she she quote unquote looked mixed. Mm-hmm. And that I done seen you that. You know what I'm saying? I, I've seen it countless times, man. You, I, my story as a kid was being scared to go to the store and my bike be stolen when I come outside. Oh hell yeah! That's my story. Your story is you going fishing with your pops and your dad and shit and going hunting with him. But you know and what? Living out a fucking life on, on a boat and shit. Even if we compare our dark sides, white people and black people's dark sides, completely different. They go to high school and their dark side is. They all, you know, they be 15 smoking cigarettes or they be doing meth in the bathroom uh-huh. or motherfuckers be dropping e-pills or doing shrooms and shit mm-hmm. while the black kids just getting high on weed, shooting each other when they go home. Joining gangs. Which joining is gangs. way worse, joining gangs and shit. Yeah. It's just two totally different worlds, yeah. even though both can even be that, fucked up. Even though that is like also within white communities, maybe even more so Italian communities, but like being born into gangs and not but, even knowing it. So now you got niggas who hate you and you don't even know why. Right. Because it's because you... Chicago. You grew up but on the blood side it, of the neighborhood. The or, main thing is, is they're not... Death is not chasing them per se. Right. Death is on our backs. Death, I see death sides. around the corner. Damn. Like Pac From said, birth. I see death around the corner. I used to go home and see niggas shoot heroin in their veins <laughs> on my block. Outside. Or I see niggas just be walking up the street one day. Hey, little Jerry, you all right? Mm-hmm. Where your pops at? To the next day being dead mm-hmm. in a fucking trash can and shit like that. Or mother, I, nigga, it was three dope houses around my house. That was, you know, it's just different. Not to say that white people have it all peachy, right? Because they don't. But you know, because people are fucked up all over. Absolutely. But I'm just saying, 
Our set of circumstances are unique and they're inflicted upon us in a, you know, by way of methods, whatever they may be, public housing, welfare, uh, WIC, whatever you can name. Redlining, all that shit. Right, mm. all of that shit. It's a, it's a, it's a lot of systemic racism. Right, a lot of systemic racism out there that that you don't even look like that. That white folks probably don't understand that if that shit didn't exist, how different the people in that neighborhood would be. Period. I was watching a movie the other day, and what the fuck did I watch, man? And it was a, uh, a dude was talking about. He grew up in Chicago. Was it Chicago? The Shaw? I don't remember. But he grew up. Yeah, it was the Shaw. He was like, I grew up in a Cabrini Greens, and then what the mayor of Chicago at the time did was decommission all this shit, tear it down, move them into temporary housing, and then promised all the residents that they were building new housing complexes, and then never did it. No, they did, but they were townhousing in which you couldn't afford to live in them because the Greens was subsidized housing. You fixed income, low income housing. Right. right. The new housing was just get it for new housing. <laughs> that nigga, this rent is twelve hundred when we was paying two hundred dollar rent. It was on the first episode of this new season of the shot. Three, season three. I didn't even know it started. Yeah, it started two weeks ago. Third episode will be this Sunday. He said. He's, that's what he said. He like, they moved us out. They sort of moved us out on a promise that never really came true for real. Mm-hmm. All them projects. Stateway. That alone. Ida B. Wells. All that, that shit. That alone is racist. Because you attacked the whole community. Granted, it was going the fuck down in those projects. But at the same time, it's like, nigga, I still got to live somewhere. Still got to go to sleep. You gotta rest my head somewhere. So even though my pro- my apartment is better than nothing, my projects is fucked up, nigga. I don't want you to just burn them bitches down with no solution. But even then, like, cause even with me growing up, I used to um, always be around in like the Jeffries projects, right? And I always thought that was normal. Yeah, like, I thought that was, I just thought it was like I was just like, Cut. oh, this is cool. Like this was my like, even though I didn't live there, I would always be in the Jeffries projects. And I'd be like, oh, you know, I got cousins around here. You know, I got family over here. That's this me is with normal. the King homes. This is life. That's me with the King homes. I didn't think anything was wrong with it. I didn't think it had anything to do with systemic racism and just being, like, placed into somewhere where you are just, like, forced to live because of your situation. I just thought it was normal. Right. And so then growing up, it was weird because then I was just like, well, damn. I had the time of my life as a child running around there not knowing that this is the product of America. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, even that is something that's, like, normalized. Because then growing up, it kind of fucked me up, and I still kind of feel it to this day, where it's just, like, I realize I never really had the joy of living in a neighborhood. Fam. I didn't experience that until I was 28. 26. And that's... Had to let your guard down and, and just... And that's just what the fuck I was talking about. Every... If you go and ask... Any person that's my age or within a, I would say within a 10-year span from my age, 99.5% of them are going to know exactly what row housing means or what it is. Every one of them is going to know what projects, what the projects are. It's a bunch of fucking people stacked so tightly in one area 
and cut basically cut off from the rest of civilization. Fam, and, uh, you and about, put in you a space about to the way that survive. The Bristol projects were designed. At, oh, nigga, it was like absolutely. one way in, right, and one, one way, way out. All That's y'all it. motherfuckers living in and there then, off, off Southfield and, and Northwestern Highway. What's and then across from over there? And then across from the Brewster Projects, what did you have? A fucking high rise with more people stacked literally on top of each other and put there to survive. Yeah. And you had a lot of older black people just staying there because they couldn't afford to live they anywhere else. Nothing else. Subsidized housing, man. And this shit go back, at least with the Brewsters, that shit... The Bruce's was probably 500 motherfucking years old. Man, you, all the shit was that old. Yeah. And I, I want to say... low key, all projects start off where they were mixed and white folks used to live in them bitches too. Mm-hmm. Until they started getting those benefits of being white. I'm going to get to be supervisor. I'm going to get to be manager first over this dude. I'm going to get these pay raises. I can get the fuck up out of here. Projects usually start off as temporary fucking housing. Mm-hmm. Those, those aren't meant to be permanent. Right. They're not set up to be permanent. Niggas stacked on top of niggas. You got five hundred niggas living on top of each other. Right. That supposed shit to be a stepping permanent. stone. Yep. Right. But with a with a motherfucking people that's not afforded any opportunities in a place that wasn't designed for them. It was designed by them, but it wasn't designed for them. Mm. What opportunities should I be expecting? I'm gonna become the foreman where. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Where at? Motherfuckers only want to give me a raise. I barely can get the fucking job. Right. I'm getting paid half what y'all motherfuckers make. Right. If that. Right. If that. A quarter of what you make. Literally, I used to make $18 while motherfuckers was telling me what to do was make $60 motherfucking dollars an hour. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Easily. And more than that on a, night, on, a on a fucking double time or half time and a half night. Right. Of course. But, hey... Man, we can wrap it up. Uh, I, I just put in my theme. notes that we are going to continue this conversation because I, I got a bunch of shit that kind of stems off of this stuff. Um, I try to remind myself. I just reminded myself in my notes, but I try to remember to go and uh, formulate some more questions based on this conversation we had. This is a lot of stuff that we talked about before, obviously, but I think uh, I think I want to talk about next time uh, what black people need to do as a people to, you know, to take accountability for what we can fix and change, what that would be and what plans y'all would necessarily enact. If you were a leader of black people, what would you do? I think that's a conversation I want to have next week. Unless y'all got something y'all want to talk about, we can wrap it on up. Get up out of Who's this. all buying some Yeezy Gap? Get up out of this thing. I bought some Yeezy Gap stock. Because they're about to go up? Yeah. Oh, well, they already went up. Yeah, they doubled or some to shit, but continue to go up. Yeah, I put some money on. Shout it. out to Yeezy and the fact that they have a black woman, a black African woman as a head designer. Her name is Moa Lola. Oh, that's dope. And her closing is really nice. Another head non in the direction of Kanye. As much as y'all talk shit about Yeezy, oh, that nigga's a genius. Yeezy, as much as y'all talk as as about y'all this talk dude shit. and laugh at him, y'all heard he came out and said like he basically judge. faked all that Trump shit so he can get some shit done. I didn't. White use. I as heard a white key. Uh, somebody. Ally. Yes. Somebody said that. <laughs> there you That's go. They're used for. I'm naming this they're episode "White Ally." Yeah. What'd you say? Uh, what was you about to say? Uh, I said some. Uh, I forgot who said that. It was somebody close to him. Yeah, it was somebody that leaked that shit. Um, he's a rapper. Consequence. There you go. Yeah, Boom. he said that shit. Yeah, he said he faked that shit to get those people out of jail that they was trying to get out. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Because you ain't seen nothing about him saying that shit lately. He's designing the perfect hoodie right now. 
That's what it's called. It's called the perfect hoodie. Whatever that means, but I don't know, man. That's the name of it. Bitch, gonna be bulletproof or something. Kevlar. Right. Nigga, that's the only way I can picture being perfect. He has a Kevlar backpack. Mm. Does he really? Yeah. Mm. It's a Kevlar backpack. I just got that one. Shit, With 10, that shit, like 12000 Right. $1,200. I, I got the guy that I talked down. Why, the, the why is this shit so expensive? Why does he do that? Well, he's trying That's the reason he's doing the deal with Gap now. He says he's trying to make it affordable. Make it more clothing. affordable. But you could have been doing that. It's just snapped in this fucking. Well, not Some according of, to him because so, he's saying he's doing all that shit himself. What mm. happened was, yeah, so he's, he's doing been, all that himself. Like, if you, have you ever looked into what it costs to get something designed and mass produced? Like, it's insanely expensive. The first, yeah, because you have to have everybody into it trying to make it work. No, but even, I'm talking about, like, you have to make molds. Yeah. It's yeah. like you go to certain printing presses where you, like, unless you're going to build this machine, you got to go to somebody that has one. So they like, unless you order you have to manufacture certain materials. Right. Right. right, we're certain, not even fucking oh, with you. I, I, I could believe that. So yeah, you got to like, order by unit. You got to be 30 million in. But when he came out with them shoes and the T-shirts, there was $300 a whop. But that's, that that's why he. That's the, why now the they're coming reason. out so frequently. I don't, the, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna say the reason. He and I made believe it's also right. was because of yeah, that. I think it's also the only is. reason I didn't have a problem with it is because everyone else fucking does it. All I these mean, Italian brands, that's right. All I, these other fucking brands coming out with all this bullshit that's and right. charging over the top money oh, for nigga, it. Oh, nigga, did you see the pillow holder? Did you see the pillow backpack? What the I fuck? think it's Louis Vuitton or Gucci got this thing where you could strap a pillow into these straps and carry that bitch on your back. And that bitch was like like $2,000 yeah. or something. See, like. I don't know about I'm that. talking about a pillow, nigga. Like A lot of these companies <laughs> make that shit so exclusive to bring the draw pawn. And motherfuckers want to have it like ain't nobody else going to hide his cuz of the price. And we have had people to try to produce that's, that's affordable real. clothing. And then they get clowned because black people clowned. are fucked like, up. In let's the talk head. about Starberries. I was just about to say Stefan Marbury was one of the few that came. Yeah, or Shaq. Yeah, that's right. Shaq. Yeah. Who came out with affordable clothing brands, affordable shoe, affordable shoe brands, and they, and we get and the thing is we clowned them. And we right. go to school. Nigga, we clown You wearing Starberry? You poor. We clowned each other for it. So that's why the shit didn't go nowhere. I think Steph Curry didn't even want his shoes to be so expensive. Yeah, for Under Armour. Yeah, but he got some expensive fucking shoes. Oh, he now. definitely has some. Expensive. He got some I've shoes looked... that go for some G's. Yeah, really? Yeah, because yeah. it's they be doing limited press. Mm. Shit, I Under can, Armour I know the game. Man. I can understand limited runs on that kind of shit. But yeah, you know you gotta have. I ain't gonna say you got it. You should have something that's. And that's important. what I, I agree with that. I one thousand percent agree with that because I always used to wonder. When I was younger, I always used to wonder, why are these fucking basketball shoes so goddamn expensive? I mean, I, I remember I used to want a, a pair of uh, Jordans. I used to want a pair of Kobe's just because, not because of the hype around them, because I actually thought they looked fucking dope. Right. And You're when I went to frank. look at the price, I'm yep. like, what the fuck is, who, what normal citizen is paying Dog. these prices every fucking time y'all drop these shoes? When I, I first got my first job working at motherfucking Wendy's, I spent my whole check on a pair of yeah. shoes. Yeah, and you ain't the only one. I spent $120 on some shoes and bought a roll of and, tokens and probably had and that ain't shit $50 today, left over. Today, niggas is dropping $240, I, I don't understand it. $400 on shoes. Waiting on line. Waiting in line to drop four, for to days. Drop 400. Yes. And then buying these shoes. Yes. 
don't yes, see it. and all of that shit is a product of. And this nigga don't even play basketball no more. <laughs> this nigga been yes. retired for how long? Exactly. Exactly. Golly. And to me, that's all a product of a white motherfucker owning the company and saying, look, we can afford to charge these motherfuckers this because yep. they're going to pay it. Yep. Well, we don't and because we're using they... you as a brand, you can't say shit because we paying you. And then you know And what we pay you to? nicely. You know what that leads to after that? Motherfucker robbing you for your shoes because of the exclusivity. Of Absolutely. It. And all that shit is connected. All that shit is connected. All of it. All of it. All of it. We can go on for days with this shit, so we yep. might as well end it now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hey, all right, we can get out of here. This is episode 52, I think. This is the guys are watching. Uh, y'all know the what time it is. Uh, the guys are The guys are gotching. That sounds so disgusting. The watch. Uh, yeah, shit, I ain't got nothing else to say. We said it all. Try. If you made it this far, we appreciate you listening. Really, I'm going to try to continue this conversation. I know I said that a lot. Thanks for coming back. Kaboom, kaboom. Holy City Stand Up, 1900 Strong in the building. All the way up. All right, man, we out of here. Bye guys, Jay Deshaun loves you. White chillin' with the click, nigga, better whole gang get bitch Put a watch in the chain, that bitch Set up up, yeah, I train that bitch I was fucking in the apes, I lay four days straight But a nigga never claim that bitch I be talking that shit like I'm bulletproof Fuckin' DM, I'm sending the pillars through I be fuckin' with the D's, Chris, Buzz, B's, D's Man, this shit get political Hit the John, I'm whippin' the miracle Hit the spoon and I'm scrapin' the residue I done shop with Colombianos and the Mexicanos Man, this shit get political Rock it up here, please He like the coldest nigga out right now to me Gangsta kid Classic